0: Talk live
1: 855-453. Single toll free call in line 855-450-3733. It's a live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. It's the Super Bowl edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark oh with you. Oh
2: boy, and
1: Stephanie. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I mean, that's the elephant in the room, right? It's uh, Super Bowl Sunday. I imagine that uh, listenership is probably going to be a little low, I would but think, we're on live. the live side. All right? Yeah, we are live. You, If you are, uh, for whatever reason, not listening to the Super Bowl <laughs> mm-hmm. or watching the Super Bowl, Free Talk Live is here for you, and that is the service that we provide our listeners and our stations. We provide live content every day of the week, three hundred and sixty five days of the year if we can help it i mean there there certainly have been bumps along the way uh but you know by and large. We run a show every single day, whether it's Christmas or uh, Super Bowl or whatever Somebody runs
2: it, it every day. Somebody <laughs> runs
1: it, yes. By we, I mean somebody at Free Talk Live <laughs> does it. And, you know, I, I think that I, I think people appreciate that. I think that they, they want a live show when they want to tune in. Um, if it's 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern time, um, you know, whatever whatever your time zone is, you want it when you want it. And that's what Free Talk Live intends to provide. So, uh, you know, I can't say that I'm... I, I like watching the Super Bowl to, for the ads. Um, I the, don't. The, you know, not even the ads? No. Yeah. The, <laughs> they're so. To, to me, there's some very creative ads out there, and I uh, I like it for that purpose.
2: Yeah. I can't remember the last Super Bowl ad I watched or the last Super Bowl. I mean, it's to me, it's just I have no interest. It seems like a lot of um, collectivism, nationalism... I don't mean to rain on anybody's parade, but, like, why cheer for an arbitrary a team just based on where you were born? I mean, you have no control over that. Like, it almost just seems very um nationalistic and- some
1: people uh like uh, you know they'll they'll pick a player they like um brady brady for instance is a superlative quarterback um you know in the, the they'll long- take your word for it it is See, i mean there's uh, I, I i'm not no expert but I, i'm not even going to pretend to be an expert just because you are you know even farther off the mark from expert <laughs> than i am i'm not further gonna off
2: pretend. the deep end one might say. I,
1: <laughs> you know i'm I, I but i know that tom brady is a superlative quarterback and that this is supposed to be a pretty good game if but i spend most of my time worrying about these millionaires hitting each other i'm like oh gosh Oh, I hope he's okay. And then they're okay. Yeah. But I mean, I've heard that for the NFL, Well, sometimes
2: they're not. Though y- sometimes they're you not. You really feel for the people who get injured during those games, and
1: and they play through. Oh. I mean, they're you know they're they're taught and they're driven to play through these injuries, and often that can exacerbate the injuries, whether it's a uh, you know concussion, brain injuries, or whether it's a uh, yeah you know what euphemistically called a bell ringer. I mean, we're talking about brain injuries here, people. Yeah. Um, or uh, you know they'll they'll play through other types of injuries injuries i've heard it said that it's like being in uh, six car wrecks in an evening and i wouldn't oh doubt my. i wouldn't doubt that at all well, well
2: when you have these you know 250 pound really beefy men like running and crashing at you then it's almost like that
1: well, and, <laughs> and that's not even at the line uh you know to me i always feel the worst for the guys with the high numbers that are right on the line the linemen mm-hmm. the fat guys yeah um because you know these are they may look sloppy but these are superlative athletes. I mean these are these are athletes of of the highest caliber. Yeah, they're big. They're beefed up. And they're going at other athletes their size and it, it what it mu- what it must do to their bodies. I mean, you don't find too many old linemen.
2: Yeah, and you know, in boxing too, traumatic brain injury really uh imp- it really increases your risk of dementia. And other things later on in life that aren't very pleasant. And so they really are kind of like selling their young bodies up front for in exchange for future uh, wreckage of them with injuries and all kinds of stuff. And that's the ones
1: that are able to think about the ones that um, sell their young bodies for the opportunity and fail.
2: Yeah, I mean, exactly. And for- that is a, actually a very a, a process which disproportionately affects poor and minority uh kids like they they try to get these scholarships to college the whole college uh, athlete thing uh there's been a lot written about it recently in light of like some of these scandals and just the fact that kids are desperate for a chance to go to college. And so they, they try to get these athletic scholarships and then they're not paid and they're, you know, they wreck, they end up wrecking their bodies. And after that, you know, they're in a college where maybe they, I don't know, maybe they wouldn't be otherwise if it weren't for that uh, sports talent. So what do they do once they get that injury that ends their career? It's really sad.
1: I, you know, I think, I think many of them, uh, don't hold the, they don't take a wise attitude towards the college that they go to. I think that they, you know, they're sucked in by the wine, women, and song that uh, probably uh, circles around, uh, you know, world-class athletes, and they mm. don't take the opportunity that um, that is afforded by the college uh i mean like the college will give them whatever they want as far as an education goes many of them scoot through college in order to you know have the opportunity at the nfl where they want to be able to make hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars Yeah, there's
2: the idea that the professors like don't fail athletes even though they might not be getting the material and I, i think that to some extent plays into a stereotype of People who are athletic as being dumb, which is definitely not always the case for sure. And, it's all about choices. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're spending most of your time focusing on sports, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, I'm not judging a that lot at of great all. Minds in, you probably in don't have as sports. much time to focus on classes, right? Sure. Uh, Especially the classes that that colleges um, colleges want you to have like a broad education, or so they say. I think mm. they want you to spend four years paying tuition <laughs> and, and stuff. But, you know, they, they mandate that you take all these classes, which You know, one could say that they make you better rounded, but. Others could say that. Well, I'm not interested in art history, and sure. so why should I take it? Why should I waste my time? You know.
1: Yeah, I've got a real problem with uh, many of those those classes. I mean, you know, I want I, If if I want to go to college, I want to learn what it is that I want to learn and, and go on. But you know, this is this is going into uh, the problems with college, and um, you know, not so much the, the Super Bowl. Oh but,
2: yeah, well, we you know, get off on tangents. We were sometimes, having but. a
1: um, a discussion. <laughs> I, I went to Social Sundays here in, in Keene, which is a a, a project that my partner Ian, my business partner Ian here on Free Talk Live, um, he's sort of put together to welcome people to, to Keene. Yep. And so on Sundays at, uh, I think it's five o'clock to seven o'clock or something, we go to a local tavern and, um, you know, eat some food and drink some libations or whatever. And, and of course, the Super Bowl is going on and we were talking about it. And what really is the Super Bowl? But or what is your team? Your team is a bunch of people from all over the world and all over the country. (laughs) Yeah. Who represent an arbitrary. Wear some colors. Yeah. Uh, I mean, your team is a location and some colors. You know, like I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, but uh, Because I grew up there. You know I mean, that's why I, most people like teams I, I, because people around like them i mean it's it's sort of this groupthink mentality that, you know my Absolutely. friends the people I like uh, you know like this and I want to like them and I'm excited by this and, and that kind of thing. but even with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they changed their colors so it's not even a, at one point it was uh, cream the, the white and orange with Bruce the Buccaneer, and then they change over to the uh, the, the pewter and red with mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the the bandolier on the end of the cutlass.
2: Did people get mad when they changed the color? No
1: most of them were excited. It was a um, <laughs> wow. it, it was it, 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 these pretty ugly colors I mean Bruce the buccaneer nineteen seventy one i mean this was a i mean he might as well have had a disco ball behind him i mean it was oh. you know he had a big plume uh, feather plume on his hat <laughs> <laughs> Just didn't make much sense
2: well you know mark does it i want to ask you if if it strikes you ever as like sort of bloodthirsty or at least like does it get out of hand sometimes because people people will like you know usually there's alcohol involved, right? And people are watching these guys hit each other and crash into each other and, ah, oh, someone's going to win and someone's going to get beat. And, uh, you know, sometimes if like my team, quote unquote, or somebody's team loses, mm-hmm. there can be like violence after the game, sure. whether it's fights or riots. And actually, um, when I went to college, uh, there, I went in Massachusetts and people like the Patriots, right? Cause there mm-hmm. are a lot of people from mass. And so, the Patriots were in the Super Bowl, I think, two years in a row. And like one year they won. They won in- this year, too. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there probably could be riots at UMass like there were um, when I was there. Mm-hmm. But so what happened was the Patriots either won or lost. I don't remember, but people were rioting and um, there was actually a lot of like police brutality, like the cops were called in from the state police and other towns. And they were shooting rubber bullets. And that was what actually opened my eyes for the first time to police brutality.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, you're trying to cull the masses, I can understand why they would use a heavy hand. I mean, if you're seeing people. But why being do people rowdy, get
2: so rowdy in the first place?
1: It's a great question. Yeah. Why do people get so rowdy of the sports? 855 450 3733, Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, 855 453. That is the SACL toll free call in line on the live Super Bowl edition of Free Talk Live
2: with Mark and Stephanie. 855
1: 450 3733. So we've been, you know, having some thoughts on Super Bowl football. Professional sports. You know. By the way, I don't think we're supposed to call it Super Bowl. I think we're supposed to call it the big game. <laughs> the, um, what radio show am I on, Mark? <laughs> the, uh, there's some. I, I don't know whether it's uh, advertisements or what the purpose is that you're not supposed to say Super Bowl for, but you're supposed really, to.
2: Really, is it like a trademark thing? We should get uh, Stefan Kinsella back on the show we should and should talk, talk to him about, about that. Uh,
1: saying the word Super Bowl and when we can say it when we can't. Oh. I suspect. That can we say we're stupid ball the <laughs> I suppose could if that's uh i you know I'm not prepared to go that far um you, I mean people are providing a service that other people want to consume, and I'm fine with that. I happen to like other sports better than football, but you know that's me I'm
2: fine with it too, I just. I wish people would think about it a little bit more and kind of question maybe why they might be attracted to that kind of violence and that like it's it's entertainment. It's a sport. It's fun to watch people beat each other up. Do you know what I'm saying, Mark? Do you sympathize with that at all? I'd rather talk about the uh, Liberty Forum real quick. All right. Well, it's coming up in one, two, three weekends from now. It's the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. Actually, a little less because it starts on a Thursday and ends on a Sunday. There you go. Uh So, yep, it's the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. It's in Nashua, New Hampshire, at a hotel. It's like a convention for liberty folk, and uh, you can hear a lot of cool speakers there. Um, Joel Salatin, or Salatin, I think, is the correct pronunciation, according to Carla, who is friends with uh, friends with Joel Salatin. (laughs) Um, He wrote, "You can farm," and he's talking about basically everything you want to do is illegal. (laughs) <laughs> when it comes to farming, when it comes to farming, yeah. or probably anything else, but that's an interesting talk that I'm looking forward to hearing. Carlos Miller, who was just on uh, the news recently for his arrest and um, for Jody-
1: filming, uh, you know, photography yeah. is not a crime. Is his, uh, his, his blog, and he's uh, an advocate of the uh, free free press.
2: Yeah. And uh, many, many more. So Peter Schiff included also, by the way, I think he's another keynote. So if you want to know more about all the speakers, you can go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum and check it out. And if you register, there's still time. I think they they haven't taken it down yet. Uh, But you should uh, use coupon code FTL2012 if you want to get your tickets. There's still time. And you'll need to get a hotel room as well. And I think there's still opportunities to do that.
1: There probably be opportunities there day of uh, people to bunk with that kind of thing, but you that know.
2: will be like a like a gray market, like a sublet of a yeah, hotel room. I think, <laughs> but <laughs> if you're nice enough, if you make friends, then someone will probably offer you 855-450-3733.
1: four five zero three seven three three. Let's go to Jay in Massachusetts. Jay, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind?
0: Hey Mark, it's Jay New.
1: Hey Jay. Hi Jay. Yes, you're not watching would, uh... the big game.
2: <laughs> well.
0: <laughs> I, I I don't really have much interest in any of these.
2: Yeah, right, right on, time. right on, Jay.
0: <laughs> I have I, always thought of them as just weapons of mass distraction. Um, you know, you uh, you say to somebody like I don't know, I I do this all the time because I have fun with it. I'll be like, so uh, you know, somebody's complaining about the price of fuel, and I'll try to I'll say like, well. Do you understand what fractional reserve banking is or inflation? No, no. Do you know who your senator is? Do you know who your congressman is? No, no. Um, okay, do you know any, any names of the people that play in the Boston Red Sox and the Patriots so they can whip off every single one?
4: Sure. Or, yeah. or
0: usually they'll be complaining about some professional sports player doing something, some error or something wrong. And I'll be like, wow, uh, would you like to hear. Um, what your uh, representative did wrong or, you know, pass the, uh, you know, N H N H detention bill or whatever. And they don't care about any yeah, either. Like, everybody's just so, not everybody, many people are so wrapped up in these weapons of mass destruction Yeah.
2: Yeah, I could see the argument of kind of calling it bread and circuses, although I can't say I really blame people for not wanting to keep up with all the details about politics, because that can really kind of wear on you after a while, too. But, yeah, but I mean,
1: it's the relevance to one's life is significantly more. I think, uh, you know, I mean, I, I agree. With well, you. they can
2: actually the politicians can actually do things that will affect your life mm-hmm. and make you less free. And they're, they're really never doing anything that makes you more free, right? I mean, I think that's a pretty safe assumption to say. But, but the football players can't. I mean, they can entertain you if you want them yep. to. But, well, I mean, actually, that just sort of brought up a point for me. I mean, there is this idea that a lot of professional uh, sports stadiums and a lot of the... Uh, there's a lot of like political connection sure. in the sports industry, right? They often get subsidies for building these stadiums and sometimes even the teams themselves are subsidized especially with football and the politicians will say stuff like, well, you know, we have to do this for the local economy because the, the games bring people into the city and mm-hmm. things like that, but sure. usually it ends up being a wash and I'm just thinking of the stadium in Detroit, I believe. Where it, it was built for like you know tens of millions of dollars in the 1970s, and then it ended up selling for like a dollar or something, it was, or uh, yeah, pennies on the dollar. I think it was four hundred
1: thousand dollars <laughs> to a Canadian soccer team. Yes, um, yes. And, you know, like that's right. And at the time that it sold, like my house was almost worth that in Sarasota, Florida. Yeah. Of course they, they you know they go up and they go down. Uh, they've they've gone up and gone down since then. But
2: but that's what happens when the government tries to make these decisions. It's just a malinvestment. Like they don't they're not they don't have the same incentives that people in the voluntary marketplace do they're not going off of what consumers want they're just going off of like completely different motivations jay
0: yeah well and another thing i was kind of thinking about on a on a radio show i don't know if i heard it yesterday or the day before but they um i guess uh tsa or they're setting up the same type of airport screeners at the super bowl this year yeah, yeah. anything about that?
1: Yeah, they've got the those yep. backscatter machines or whatever type of machines they are that are uh, they're they're scanning people going into the I, Super Bowl. I
2: I did hear about that this time, but I had also heard about it in the past as well. So it, like people were saying, "Oh, it's coming. Get ready. It's going to be at every football game." And I sure enough. Yeah.
1: You know, uh, and and I'm not – I don't dislike football. I, I've got to say that there's usually one one play per game that is just worth seeing. Of course, you can usually see that on the highlight reel. You sit
2: through five hours right. of a football game and see one 10-minute. And, 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 and wince every
1: time these poor guys uh, – these, these poor yeah, millionaires yeah, hit yeah. each other. Um, yeah. But – you know the, the the when you watch a football game in real life, I haven't enjoyed it that much. Being in the stadium now, usually I can't afford to be down where the, uh, the you know the the action really is. I'm up in the nosebleed seats. But baseball games, I've gone and really enjoyed those. What I would never want to mm-hmm. watch on TV because I find it so boring. It's just the opposite. And uh, football in in real life boring to me, but okay to watch on TV. Baseball, uh, you know, terrible to watch on TV, but fun to watch in real life. So you know whatever.
0: Yeah. Hey on a, on another subject, um, about this XM radio here, uh, which I'm listening to you guys now on. I have Extreme Talk.
1: During, uh, what's that? It's called Extreme Talk, I think is our channel. One sixty five.
0: Right. Yeah, you're on a, you're on Extreme Talk right now, but um during the week you're on America America's talk. Yeah. Uh one sixty six or something. And I've noticed that it used to come on at nine o'clock and it's like, it's like you know, a delay on your show or whatever. Yeah. Um, but lately, it, it hasn't been coming on till 10 o'clock, yeah, was, and they're only playing two hours of your show.
1: There was some kind of programming um, change on uh, um, America's yeah, Talk,
0: yeah. I would encourage everybody to kind of like, uh, maybe, to, um, I've emailed them twice about it. They actually did respond to me all times, time um, and well, um, I wouldn't know how to, a generic response, but I wouldn't know how to uh,
1: <laughs> respond to them, Jay. But uh, thanks for the call. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. I would know, would not know how to email them. But if you want to email them, just go to their website. Uh, it's, uh, I do know it's America's Talk One. Vaporsmiths e-cigs revolutionize nicotine ingestion by bringing it into the 21st century. With Vaporsmiths,
2: you'll enjoy all the invigorating nicotine with none of the nasty smoke. Vaporsmiths are clean, efficient, and tasty in four strengths and ten delicious flavors.
1: Reds, classics, Turkish, menthol, strawberry, cherry, vanilla, coffee, minty mint,
2: and cloves. Use coupon code FTL to get 25% off your first order at Vaporsmiths.com.
1: Talk Live, 855-450 Free. That's the SACL Toll Free. Call in line 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. Live Super Bowl edition of Free Talk Live. Give us a call. Tell us what's on your mind. If you're a cigarette smoker, I was too for many years. I, I know what it's like. There's new technology in the area of smoking cigarettes. Uh, it's called an e-cigarette. Now, it's not really smoking. It doesn't produce smoke. It pr- produces vapor. But the nicotine is contained in a cartomizer, and uh, on the e-cigarette, it looks like where the filter is. And there's you know the, this uh, food-based chemical in there that uh, is inert that contains the, the nicotine, and you uh, pull on it just like a cigarette, it's, uh, you charge it up, and you pull on it just like a cigarette, and you could do it just about anywhere, so you don't have to go stand out by the dumpster in the rain anymore to smoke. You can smoke indoors. doesn't smell like anything. No secondhand smoke for people. Uh, no, no ashtray mouth. None of the, the bad things about smoking. It costs less than half of what co- smoking costs, and it's significantly healthier for you. Um, one metric here is 22,000 times healthier. But if it was just twice as healthy for you, it would be worth doing. Um, it 's an it 's a different experience than smoking I think you you need to really give it a try, see what it 's like if you 've tried other e cigarettes you don 't know what it 's like to use vaporsmith 's e cigarette though they have a booster in it it allows you to get a much bigger pull than uh, normal e cigarettes uh, do they 've got incredibly fast shipping you 'll order and you 'll have it in a you know day or two great flavors uh, reds turkish classics menthol cloves cherry vanilla strawberry and is all you have to do is go to Vaporsmith.com, buy 40 cartomizers, use coupon code FTL, you'll get free shipping also. It's Vaporsmith.com or you can call 855 get vapor It's a numeral to get vapor. Vaporsmith.com. So, we're talking about the big game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry. It
1: yeah. just amuses me to call it the big game instead of the Super Bowl. And... You know, we've had conversations here about, uh, you know, what does football mean uh, to people? and, and Yeah, uh, that's an important question. It, it, it is. You know, it's America's I think most game. people
2: would laugh at that question and say, oh, what do you mean? It's just entertainment. It's just fun. You know, can't you loosen up and have some fun? But I think it is important to think about, like, why do you like the team you like? And, you know, why do you enjoy watching conflicts between two uniformed gangs, basically? and Lined up. Yeah. I'm...
1: I'm more worried. I, I I see the analogy to war, and mm-hmm. um, you know my concern that people might enjoy the viewing of violence, um, and that it's visceral and all that kind of thing. My concern is that for the people that play it, and the especially oh, yeah. and not even the millionaires out there, um, the ones that are lost along the way. Mm-hmm. The I don't know ten hundred thousand young people men that are lost along the way yeah um the perpetuating of the sort of disposable male um in our society you know for all the uh for all the talk of feminism out there and and that kind of thing you've got to consider that men are disposable as far as society's concerned i don't think they're disposable they're taught well that's far as that's why i said as far as society society well i just
2: wanted to make that clear
1: they're the ones that <laughs> are tossed, uh, you know, tossed into wars. You know, they're young. Well, Who young does bodies. that? It's the state. Sure. Sure. Um, I mean,
2: and, I don't which, think that comes from feminists. That's what I'm saying. I didn't right?
1: claim that it was. Okay. Um, there's a lot of conversation about there out there about rights uh, for women. But there's very little conversation about how men are human doings rather than human beings. Um, what a man's role in the family is, is
2: to provide and do rather than be and yeah i think it's really important to like examine those those premises because that's a that's a very confining role to be forced into. Sure, you and know, just like female gender roles can be extremely confining, so can that male role of the provider and the pressure to be this like rock of a family or whatever, and just sacrifice yourself for everybody else. It's a very anti-libertarian um, concept, right? It's this very like self-sacrificing. And more kind of... so,
1: it doesn't do anything for anybody. Yeah, you I know, don't think it does. Dollars right. doesn't make don't make kids happy. Think about it when you were a kid. You didn't know if you were poor. You didn't you didn't think about your income level compared to other people mm-hmm. you cared about your family and that's what a father can do best is uh, provide and i don't know how we've gotten uh, you know wandered off uh, from football to that but
2: well you said the disposable male sure. and the, the injuries that people incur and it's it, it is men that play football it's not women a symptom i don't, I don't disagree with you there <laughs>
1: sometimes women will play kicker which uh, by the way if you're gonna teach your, your, your young son to uh, play football this is the role for you the guy jogs onto the field You know, waves at everybody. He's Mm -hmm. got the cool pads, you know, the little tiny pads that, uh, you know, really let you see him. They just kind of bulk up his physique without uh, really getting in the way. Um, You know, some of them wear one shoe. Some of them wear two different color shoes. Uh, You know, they've got a little personality to them. They come out. They score three points. They uh, jog back off waving at the crowd. I mean, you know, it's a nice place to be. Now, admittedly, you miss that kick. It's not a good good position to be in, but you know, kickers play till they're in their mid forties. Um, you know, yeah, they're not make, really in the harm's way. They don't make huge bucks like quarterbacks or running backs and these kind of things. But you know, it's it's not a bad position to be in. So yeah. anyway, if that's what you're going to do.
2: Well, I mean, I think you bring up a good point, Mark. I mean, and I to agree with you because there there is this pressure. I think a lot of times for for men to be really strong as I'm sure they feel it when they're young too, like, cause they're taught it from a really early age. Like, you know, don't cry if you get hurt cause it's not masculine or manly or whatever. And, uh, don't complain about anything, just suck it up and deal with it. And those are harmful memes too, because you know, everybody has, everybody has feelings everybody experiences pain there's nothing shameful about that
1: right i think there's times to push through um whatever challenges you might be facing and and i wouldn't say otherwise but you know there's a
2: difference between like becoming a a victim and like having that mentality that you're helpless or whatever and really acknowledging that you are experiencing pain (laughs) and that your body is giving you a signal to stop doing what you're doing or whatever right
1: Yeah, indeed. You know, my like I said, my concern when it comes to football is these young men that are along the way are left. And I had a, a, you know, it's it's funny to say I was in prison for eight and a half years. For those that don't know, I spent eight and a half years in prison. And I had a friend who was a prison guard, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, he he was in college and blew both of his knees out. He was a lineman, three hundred and fifty pound dude. He was six foot five. They Mm -hmm. love to hire prison guards that look like that. Yeah, and he you know i mean his he was wasted he was wasted from this uh as, as far as i can remember the college scholarship dried up after that too that mm-hmm. um you know that that was it i mean you know he's he's injured for life and, and a big man is never you know a, a man that big is never going to have his knees heal yeah so
2: and you might have medical bills from that and how are you supposed to pay those if your livelihood is uh, cut off too yeah yeah that's i know i think it's really unfortunate and to some to some extent you know people who go into professional sports are sort of taking a huge risk upon themselves right they're taking a giant risk that they won't get injured and that they'll make it to the top and become a, yeah. and become the millionaire and that's what everybody wants but the better odds really lottery, very but- few people get to that point very few and there are lots of talented athletes out there but man it if you, if you could look at the real the real facts like you know professional sports is not your guaranteed ticket out of poverty it's quite the opposite you know a lot of people get really ruined for their careers and it's sad to see
1: their body's going to be ruined for life. Let's go to Irwin in Illinois. Irwin, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind?
3: Hi. Hey, uh first time I've heard your show uh oh, because my. actually the station I uh, usually listen to uh isn't even on the air tonight. <laughs> but uh but uh, you you guys are good, especially good alternative to people that aren't watching the Super Bowl. I just mm-hmm. want to say I'm uh, I am I even worked uh part-time in sports. But uh, I prefer uh radio, and maybe it 's just my generation because i uh, don 't like being bombarded with the graphics and replays and uh pitch mm-hmm. counts and everything uh, when you watch television so just one of those things maybe how you grew up but uh yeah there's, a, there's uh, a,
1: this phenomenon i i 've sold radio for a living for you know more than a decade and one thing that we're told is is that a lot of people listen to the radio and then will watch the TV. Um you know that they want to hear the the radio announcer that uh, that aspect that uh, that 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 talent pool whereas you know the guys on TV are you know, they're unbiased or whatever the radio announcer is not at all.
3: Right that's exactly what I do uh especially uh, for baseball. Mm-hmm.
1: so I've heard how many uh, how many baseball games a year do you think you listen to on the radio?
3: Uh, well over uh uh, well, over 100. I'm a, uh, actually a Milwaukee Brewers uh, ticket holder. So I just get to do uh, Bob Euchre on the uh, wow. Milwaukee Brewers games and you know, basically through uh, uh, satellite radio.
1: Erwin, I, th- I appreciate uh, the thoughts. Thanks for the call.
3: Thanks okay. for listening. You
1: guys, have a great night. Yeah, you too. same to you. 855 450 3733. Some people prefer radio over television.
2: Glad we can provide an alternative. Excellent.
5: <laughs> Free Talk Live. BigHeadPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Fetus Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com.
1: Free Talk Live, 855-453, the SACO toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in with whatever you want. We've been uh, chatting up the big game.
2: (laughs) uh, I don't even want to dare practice my radio puking voice in front of everybody. I haven't
1: heard any women uh, puking. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a deep enough voice you could do a reasonably good
2: one. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, mostly women on the radio have had voices like yours. Uh-huh. Uh, you know that uh, that sort of deep, husky. Sound and um, it's it's sort of more traditional, uh, whereas uh, men's voices on the radio have moved from that that Mister Big voice huh, 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 kind of uh, to the, uh, the, the you know the radio puker. At one point, somebody was trying to t- make their voices uh, distinctive by uh, t- I guess tightening <laughs> oh, up their vocal cord. That
2: doesn't sound good in the long term. I don't know. It I sounds mean, I like a say. vocal spasm waiting to happen. <laughs> but
1: now people are you know now on the radio it's it's sort of the time of mr normal voice uh, it's it's okay to talk like normal people on the radio i mean obviously you want to be clear and have good diction but mm. uh, you know it's it, it it's it's a whole new era in broadcasting
2: i'm That's glad what. about that because i like I like the idea of sort of what you hear is what you get. I try to be as genuine as possible when I'm on the radio. So yeah, you know.
1: I would. It would be very weird to me to fake to affect a voice. Yeah. But people who do affect them, just at some point or another, they that's how they, they talk normally. I worked in the radio yeah, business, you and could, I could You I could, could tell you become
2: a lot of that character, like right? You know, you start to become Manwich or whoever right. you. Are. <laughs> I
1: used to be my my on air name used to be Manwich, <laughs> but I didn't have an affected voice. I just wanted to. I sold radio during the day, and I didn't want any customers know. Knowing that I was on Free Talk Live talking about you know, <laughs> whatever it was that we were talking about on the radio that night before, sure. So, yeah. um, and I did actually have somebody, a customer, recognize my voice, but it didn't go poorly. They just, uh, you know, liked the idea it was on on the radio. But, well,
2: if they're listening enough to uh, recognize your voice, then that probably means they're a fan. So that's probably a good thing. <laughs> I yeah, maybe maybe so. <laughs>
1: So, wh- we, one one of the things we were talking about with uh, the Super Bowl
2: and, and sports in general is sort of regionalism. Uh, yeah, which can be a form. I think it's it's basically the same thing as nationalism, right? I mean, it would almost be like if I said, "Well, I I grew up in New England, so obviously everything up here is better." You know, <laughs> people you. feel that way. Yeah, yeah, I know? think I they do. Mean,
1: and, uh, you know, they, their team is good because, you know, it's it's just funny. I went to a Super Bowl, uh, you know, a few years ago. It was uh, the Patriots versus the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know. It was like five or six years ago or something. Like mm-hmm. that. And we went with a friend who happened to be a Colts fan and he wore his Manning, uh, you know, thing into a bar here in New England. And Uh-oh. I'll tell you, I had n- and, and it was a narrow win this wasn't a Super Bowl. I'm sorry. This was a playoff game. Um, it was a narrow win for the Patriots, uh, you know, and and basically they had been down the whole time and then at the end came back. And just the antics of the people in the bar, like there's this one girl, you know, doing this kind of dance where she slapped her butt in front of the guy. And it was just really bizarre.
2: Wow. <laughs> bizarre yeah. behavior. That's yeah. That's very strange. You know, I, mean- <laughs> I mean, I mean, It would be one
1: thing to send the guy over a, uh, a, 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 you know, send him a drink of, uh, you know, lemon juice or something like that. You know, give him a sour. It would be one thing. But, you know, it it was it was just distasteful. It made I went from at that moment, I was trying to like the New England Patriots because I was no longer living in Florida anymore. I should like the local team. Mm -hmm. And. It, like it just turned me off entirely. To
2: the it's, whole team, though, because that's very interesting. Because that it, the, obviously that wasn't the members of the Patriots the who were It wasn't doing that. Just people wearing the uniforms. Well, and that ties in exactly to what I wanted to talk about.
1: But well, let's uh, we could take this call. Let's but let's take this call. Okay. This is uh, the great El Osborno calling on the road. Jason, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Hey guys, uh, good to talk to you. Hi. This is Jason Osborne. Uh, no uh, me today. I'm driving, so yeah. <laughs> uh, I did want to talk to you though about. Uh, the primary function that sports uh, serves in society.
2: Distraction? That is, <laughs>
6: it, is the grease in the wheels of business. Okay. And uh, this is one of two things that really kind of uh, was a rude awakening for me when I got into business myself. That is uh, that people talk about sports constantly. In fact, it's pretty much the only thing people talk about. Yeah. And you you cannot do business with someone without being able to talk about uh, sports. And, and there's a really good reason for this. Uh, now, Mark, you're in sales. So, yep. um, when you call up a prospect on a cold call, uh, you know, what if the first thing out of your mouth was, hey, what do you think about that military-industrial complex?
1: Yeah, that isn't going to go well.
6: <laughs> that wouldn't go over well at all. Man, what do you think about all these abortions we have lately?
1: Right. It's loaded you're, conversation. You're
6: not, not going to get anywhere. I mean, uh, you know, sometimes it'll, you know, you'll find someone who wants to talk to you about it, but most of the time you're going to just lose the call, and you're not going to be able to get your business done.
1: Yeah, thank God. <laughs> thank God I don't find right. people that want to talk about so that it, too often. It,
6: it gives people something non-threatening to talk about. You know, there's other things people say, like once you you, you uh, get involved with them, more like the, you know the, your, their kids and so forth. Yeah. But I mean, you can't call someone up and say. Uh, Oh, hey, how's little Johnny doing? Uh, How about that uh, math test he had last week? That's Mrs. Wilson. She's a real ball buster, right? (laughs) (laughs) When you have that kind of information, then you're a creepy stalker guy and you get arrested. (laughs) But once you know someone's favorite sports team, you have an endless supply of factoids and anecdotes that you can can talk about for hours, right? It's true. And there's nothing wrong with that.
2: Well, and. and I don't know if I would say there's there's nothing wrong with that because it it can be a way of avoiding any conversation that actually means something like it can be a way of really sort of forging these very superficial connections with other people and almost avoiding talking about the things that actually matter which I don't know maybe in when you're in the business world you you kind of have to form those relationships to a certain extent where it doesn't really run too deep. You're just trying to work on a deal and be a little bit friendly. But um, yeah, that's always been my impression of it when people talk about sports, Jason, is that they're just, they're kind of like completely obliterating any um, any chance to have a meaningful conversation that goes deeper than that.
6: No, absolutely. And this is why I'm not allowed to talk to customers and uh, wow. have
0: other people do that for me.
2: That's unfortunate. <laughs>
1: You know, I, I in my business uh, because I make uh, you know I, I make phone calls for free talk live during the week. The people have the expectation that I'm going to get on the phone, talk to them about radio, and then get off. And I do attempt to find out about their family and their kids, their wives' names, and stuff like that. Um, and I'll often mention them. And I keep notes on those things. And, you know, like that's on the verge of stalkery, right? But I was taught to do this. This, is Yeah, f-
2: physicians are taught to do that, too. But they're also taught to, to like, know the sports scores so they can, hey, how about those Patriots yes. last night or whatever? And it's it just doesn't strike me as genuine, you know, <laughs> it, especially not for me because I have no interest in sports. Well, I've never known a lot
1: as far as the statistics and that sort of thing goes. I mean, you know, living in Tampa Bay when I did local radio sales, I certainly would. People would want to talk about local sports a little more. But. You know, I never, I never knew a lot. Uh, you yeah. know, I mean, I, I knew the player, I knew the, the names of a few players on the team. You know, I knew I didn't like Dilfer, and I knew I wa- <laughs> liked Warren Sapp. You know, I mean, those kind of things.
2: One other thing I want to bring up to you, Jason, is, is, um, do you notice how people tend to, just like they think of themselves as we and meaning part of America or part of the country that they're a part of, they also sort of start to think about themselves as we, as in part of the team. You know, like, well, we lost oh, the yeah. game last like night. Like
6: they were out there kicking that field goal themselves. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. if their team of
1: millionaires wants anything to do with them.
2: And then they feel <laughs> dejected and depressed when their team loses, but they have no control over the outcome of that game. No matter how much they yell and scream at the TV, no matter how much they pray or bet or whatever, that they, they, they have no influence over it, and so why get depressed over that? And that's only possible because they think of themselves almost in a nationalistic way as part of that team, as part of the, we Jason.
6: Yes, absolutely. I agree. And
1: I don't understand it. Osborne. Thanks for the call. Can't help you. (laughs) Get out of here. Eight, five, five, four, five, zero, three, seven, three, three. Yeah. That's how I treat one of my biggest clients. Um, You know, I... I, we, there's been studies that, uh, in fact, it, it affects your endocrine system. I mean, big fans when they yeah. when they lose a game. By that I mean the millionaires on television lost the game that they like the most. Um, there, it'll affect their testosterone. Uh, it'll affect uh, you know hormones in their body. Cortisol, I mean, they, the
2: stress hormone. They lost.
1: Yeah. They yeah. have experienced defeat.
2: Now their tail is between their legs, right? And they're I don't know, shamed or something of something they have no control over. And you know, oh. I, I mean, but you, you know what you do have. Have control over you do have control over, over whether you let that upset you. You know,
1: <laughs> well, you know it's the sort of the same thing. It's to some extent it's this distraction as Jay was talking about when he called in. Is mm-hmm. um, you know I mean it's it, it you know some people like the Hollywood thing, some people like the sports thing. I've liked. I, you know, I'm mildly interested in these things. It's, uh, you know, these people are providing services for us to consume. I wouldn't get all into it, but, you know, it's, it, it's interesting. 855 450 3733, Free Talk Live. quarters we've got all the sports scores here
2: no one wait, group of don't. millionaires
1: is leading another group of millionaires by a little bit right now uh. i don't know how much i i don't have no any any idea of what's going on <laughs> i watched the game for the the commercials i uh, think that they have some of the best commercials uh, going on they premiere the best ads and i'll be watching the youtube uh, compilation after the show of uh yeah this... i mean
2: why sit through like a half a day of TV to just pick out a few minutes of commercials. <laughs> There's
1: always the food. I mean, if you go to generally Super Bowls are held at people's houses, um, it, it's a party. It's an opportunity to go to somebody else's house for a party. And that's nice. And often the um, you know, people that pride themselves on the ability to prepare food really use that as an opportunity to uh, show off some of their best tricks. I like <laughs> that. I got to say, you know, <laughs> there are people that are willing to prepare food and let me eat it. I'm there. So uh, I like that aspect of it. But I've got a story here, and it's interesting. This is from com. Well, football fans gear up for the Super Bowl. Are they allowed to say that in a, in a news story? The Super they Bowl. They just did. The U.S. government <laughs> is making its own preparations. It's shut down a number of sports streaming sites
2: dun, 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 and dun. arrested one
1: alleged site owner. Oh. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, also known as ICE, has confirmed that... It seized 307 domain names and oh my. 4.8 million in counterfeit NFL merchandise in Operation Fake Sweep, Ugh. which is...
2: Give which me was a break. Fake it, NFL merchandise?
1: Initiated Ugh. in October. Of these domains, most sold unauthorized hats, shirts, or other goods, but uh, 16 were seized because they offered pirated streams of sports broadcasts like the Super Bowl. Now, the Super Bowl... No,
2: nope, you can't watch our product, you can't be, be a fan unless we say so, unless you get it from us. Uh, well,
1: it's strangely, I mean,
2: they're running <laughs> it ads make no sense. during it. Yeah, yeah. Free Talk Live is picked up
1: by all kinds of websites. Some of them ask us. I don't know if all of them... Do. I have no idea. Yeah, but uh, that's great for us. Like, I mean, we want our content... Our ad- in front of ads. more ears, yeah. The, our customers, who, for whom we work, um, we work for the radio's uh, media is funny because you're working for your listeners and for your customers at the same time. So you play this kind of juggling act. But our customers get to uh, to have the ears of more listeners because. You mean these, your listeners and your advertisers?
2: Is that, is, yeah. You said customers. Okay. I um, think. Yes. All right. Um, okay, advertisers sorry. are customers to and clarify. listeners
1: are, I don't know, the product. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: you're a product. And. and
1: you know, we I, I would be very happy. So, I mean, you know, to me, it's a failed business model that says we do not want further distribution, free distribution from yeah. you. But, Gosh. you know, that's me. Um, I, I've got some other thoughts on this, but I want to finish the article here. Nine of those 16 domains were owned by Yonjo Quiroa of Michigan, who was, um, uh, was arrested in the sweep and now faces one count of criminal infringement.
2: It, was that why ICE was involved? Because this person had an immigration no, issue? No, just is- this
1: criminal infringement. Uh, I have no idea what his uh, immigration status is. Well, I, I don't have any idea ICE? why ICE was involved. I, I, <sighs> you know, they're all, it's all Homeland Security, yeah, um, yeah. Homeland Security, so they're just going to uh, send whoever is I guess. Um, wow. Well. Although this year's crackdown was unusually large, these operations themselves are not unusual. A number of domains were seized last year as well. Brian McCarthy was arrested for running net, another sports streaming site. In fact, many of the domains seized this year were merely new names for sites that were shut down in last year's sweep. So... It, seems, it didn't work last time. It yeah, just, exactly. <laughs> this is the problem with prohibition. People in the U.S. won't exactly be hard up for free, legitimate ways to watch the Super Bowl, but international viewers will need to find a licensed broadcast or pay for official streaming through the NFL. And, wow. You know, uh, this it's, so. How I mean, much does
2: it cost to stream the Super Bowl through the NFL? Too, way too much, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't it, know why. It seems they, to me like they're probably getting a a product that's easier to access you know cuz you don't have to go through the payment or whatever or maybe the NFL's uh, streams are slow cuz there's so many people on them at once or something I wouldn't
1: be able to speak to it um, I, I imagine that these streaming sites are just streaming the NFL streaming site it would be my guess mm-hmm. so it wouldn't really affect that but
2: do they have their own ads on them or something i, I like can't i wonder imagine how they, they make do. money
1: well uh, just having people on their website and selling fake merchandise to them i imagine is probably mm, the the, guess. Uh, the benefit but I, you know, I mean, international people want to watch the Super Bowl and you don't and you want them to have to pay for it rather than just watch the ads. I mean, it's just so I, I, it is just, that it part make of the whole like me.
2: tax the foreigners thing? I don't know. But like, here's what I want yeah. to say. Okay.
1: If you believe that intellectual property is property and I've got a lot of things to say against that, uh, but I understand yeah.
2: some people do. Check out our last show where we had Stefan Kinsella on. Right. The, uh, the, you know, the uh,
1: patent attorney who uh, does not believe in intellectual property and makes a you know very moving art- argument for, uh, against it. But if you believe in intellectual property, don't you think that this is an unfair use of law enforcement by the politically connected? Oh. I e mm. if you've ever had your house broken into or your car stolen, you know that the police do not go and scour the town looking for your property. It may come as a surprise to some people. It certainly did to me when I was 15 years old and I had my motor scooter stolen oh. from me um, at uh, you know in a public in a parking lot. And uh, the police came you know hours later, took a report and left and never did anything. You know a, a block away, the scooter's in somebody's front yard. Uh, my dad. Had, you know, having been a sheriff's posse understood how to do a little bit of police work, I didn't even consider going around and looking. <laughs> he went around, he found the the motor uh, scooter and got it.
2: Um, we hear similar stories to that all the time.
1: Sure. And, and you know, when you know that the police don't d- consider property crimes to be very high up on the list, yep. it's, uh, you know, they're, they're out looking for the crimes that make them money, like drug busts and uh, ticketing. They're out looking for if they are looking for crimes that don't make them money, they're usually violent crimes. And the last on their list, the bottom of their list, is property crimes. And, you know, I can can get why that might be. There's limited resources and and they don't have the uh, profit motivation for returning them and all these things. But strange. The Immigration and Customs Enforcement agents, uh, uh, you know, went after and confiscated, you know, 307 domain names and $4.8 million in counterfeit NFL merchandise. If this was you, could you get law enforcement to help you to do the police work to get back your stuff, and I think that the really the uh, the, the 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 clear answer on this is no. Yeah, that you don't have Very the connections to, that. Yeah. to get this done. But the National Football League, because they
2: do have the connections, they're going to get what they want. And so, and while they were making the uh, business deal to arrange that, they were talking about sports, right? <laughs>
1: the, and even if you had an intellectual property dispute, you'd have to go to civil court. You wouldn't be able to get a law enforcement agency to do anything about it. This is the uh, this is the disparity, and this is one of the Unless reasons— Unless it was
2: copyright, right? Because copyright is criminal uh, charges, right, usually? Never heard of it. I, I, I- thought that was what Stefan Kinsella said Yes, last week, was that uh, it, copyright is criminal. Patents are civil, and trademarks are usually civil, too, but— Copyright is not.
1: I have never heard of anybody getting in trouble for plagiarizing a book. I don't know what I'm
2: talking about. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I've never, I've never heard of law enforcement being dispatched for the plagiar uh, plagiarism on a book. i've heard Well, but of there's, of but there's the music.
2: You know, file sharing is sure, the, is but those the are example. big companies again. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, this oh, is, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That yes, I agree. I,
1: I don't care whether it's patents or copyrights right, or trademarks or what it is,
2: and the influence it has the, to
1: do yeah. with influence peddling yeah. and. Who has the power? And in this, it, it's always going to be. Anytime that you consolidate power in one location, that power is going to be in the hands of the wealthy. Because the powerful are going to want the wealth. You know? Yeah. They want to. They, it's, it's a backstretching thing. And you, my friend, you listening to me, you have no backstretcher. <laughs> and, so well, and, and often those, those. They just take your money and enforce their laws. You aren't being protected by these people. They are not protecting you with their intellectual property laws. They're protecting the wealthy. And I'm not saying that the wealthy don't deserve equal protection. They're not getting equal protection. They're getting superior protection. And you, the the little guy out there working every day, the middle class who sadly seems in in, you know today's modern American culture seems to be the one to be saddled with the responsibility of taking care of the mistakes of the wealthy and the mistakes of the poor and I think it's just it's despicable and it's not going to be solved with more laws or more government no 855-450-3733 call in and defend this please
6: Americans are losing their wealth. People are rioting in the streets. For years, the American people have ignored the assaults on our liberty. The book in plain sight, The Disregarded Truth, not only reveals the truth and the deceptive tactics that have caused the decline of our liberty, but also identifies and explains how we, the American people, can restart what was once a free America. It's time to wake up, protect our liberty, and return the government back to its proper role. It's time to know the truth. Order in plain sight,
0: The Disregarded Truth, today at Amazon.com. 855-450-3733.
1: 855-450-3733. So to call in here on the live Super Bowl edition of Free Talk Live with Mark
2: and Stephanie.
1: 855 450 Be
2: careful to say the Super Bowl edition because don't, we don't want them to sue us for uh, some intellectual property thing.
1: Yeah, well, I
2: think. We are not an official NFL uh, radio show. Yeah, we are free that, agents. <laughs> I
1: don't think it takes any, uh, listen, any time at all listening to this show to, to realize that. <laughs> right, yeah. 855-450-3733. So you can call in and uh talk about your thoughts as far as uh, the the Super Bowl and and that kind of thing. We just uh, read a story and I thought it was uh you know it's it's interesting the idea that the NFL shuts down 307 websites and uh, many of them not in the United States just going around the world and shutting wow. down, you know, sort of websites and uh, How did they extra jurisdictional How do, they do stuff. that they, they have the biggest guns
2: yeah that's what that must it really it. boils
1: down to is you know i mean the united states is such the big boy on the block that there's nobody who can do anything about it our laws are tantamount and you will follow them no matter where you are you're story really about the overreaching IRS putting more than 100 agents down in panama Listening to expats talk about just to find out where expatriates are are putting their money. Oh my! By expatriates, I mean people who are you know United States citizens listening abroad, this or not listening abroad, living abroad. The United States is, I think, the only country in the world that would uh, you know the claims that it citizen its citizens need to pay it for income that is not brought inside. It's jurisdiction,
2: right? Most countries, and make, they want to exit tax you too, right? If you leave the country, they'll tax you as though you sold everything you own, right?
1: I can't, yeah, I can't say what um you know other countries do as far as uh, exit taxes, and I think that exit taxes, uh exit taxes, I think are a great parallel to the time when people could purchase their freedom
2: from yeah, slavery. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, you know, oh. in the Roman times, but except in that situation, you have to enter into another slavery situation you know you can't go you can't go from uh exiting the US to being completely free out of, outside of the ju- jurisdiction of any government you you pretty much no matter where you go you're going to be ruled by somebody if you're on their piece of
1: land but the United States goes beyond that and claims you as its own yeah. um, this this term citizen that they use which is uh you know a kinder softer surf not
2: even just citizens like w- there was a recent case of a um a boy a college student or something in the UK who had a file sharing website or was like hosting Mm -hmm. some copyrighted something on his website and allegedly and they extradited him. Yeah, yeah. Just, just. I mean, that's unbelievable.
1: It's <sighs> it, 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 it just blows it, my mind. The the purview of the United States government grows every year, um, and they you know they they just they grow it. They're aggressive <laughs> in the the growth of their their control, and I wonder is it possible to uh, you know currently if if I want to make money doing what I want to do as my chosen career, I'm not going to leave the United States. Um, although I think Art Bell does once a week his, I still may still do coast once, to coast. his coast to coast once a week from the Philippines. Oh, really? Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think it's possible. Wow. But the United States essentially claims every place as its own. Um, you know, there's perhaps China, yeah. um, you know, the, big, the countries that are big enough don't have to Follow its rules. I mean, practically the China practically own is owned by the United States at this point. Or excuse me, the vice versa. The United States is practically owned by, by China.
2: China because they lend so much to the U.S. government. Yeah. So, um, you know, the whatever chi- goes on as far as
1: uh, intellectual property in China, the United States has nothing to do with. Uh, but, you know, in other countries, Antigua, places like that, they're going to go right after them and, and you know, stop us. I mean, really, if you're the government of Antigua, what are you going to do if the United States comes in? Oh, if no, you tr-
2: not much. Try to stop its,
1: <laughs> if you try to stop its agents, you know what happened to Grenada back in the 80s. You know right. what happened to the Falkland Islands uh, when they uh, – when I guess Argentina tried to take them over in the, in the 80s from uh, Great Britain. You know what happens when little nations stand up to big nations.
2: And there's no place on the earth that I think is really free. If there were, there would be an influx of people to that place. That's why I moved to New Hampshire to participate in the Free State Project, because I think it's kind of the best chance that we have, or at least the best one that I could see myself Doing, you know,
1: right? I mean, it's uh, you know, currently as as far as places uh, the one can go. I spoke with uh, I, I don't know. Did I tell you this last week? I spoke with uh, via email through uh, with Jason Sorens about the yes um, New Hampshire being you know where where would it rank if, if it, it were, were to
2: its own country if it or was something. its own
1: uh, country yeah versus these other places um, in the world on the, uh, the the most economically free charts. Because there's charts that rate nations in their freedom. And by the way, the United States is at the top of none of them that I have seen
2: yet. Right. We just discussed uh, recently the journalistic freedom Press ranking, freedom, ranking. Uh, falling in the U.S. at like 47th yeah. out of – You know, a couple hundred. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
1: It wasn't quite two hundred nations that they ranked, and the United States Mm. came in at forty seventh for press freedom,
2: like in the top quarter of 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 press freedom, which is pretty abysmal. And then also the economic freedom, not in the top ten anymore. Right. You know, it's just getting worse and worse. And you know what I was noticing, Mark? Um, I think I commented on this on the show before, but I don't hear people say anymore. Well, at least it's a free country or something like that. You know, you never hear the U.S. talked about anymore as a free country. And that's recent. That's in the last last couple of years. I had
1: a guy call in last night on the uh, Saturday show and he said something to the effect of, we've got freedom because you're allowed to get on the radio and say the things that you say.
2: And... So, was he implying that you shouldn't be allowed to do that?
1: Well, no, he was just implying that we have freedom because of that, and so it's the that and that truly is the so freedom. so that's his
2: yardstick for freedom. The but there freedom are lots that, of other ways to think about freedom. The freedom we have in the United States is the freedom to complain,
1: and I will concur completely. You have the ability to complain in the United States; there's no doubt about it. But well, if the United the States DHS is ranked, thinks
2: you're a terrorist, I mean. You know, or a domestic terrorist or domestic extremist. Now that they're coming if you out with these, threaten things. people
1: bodily. You're probably going to get uh, into some trouble, um, or, or if you donate they,
2: money to the wrong organization that they don't like or something like that, could happen. Yeah, um, I think it's getting more frequent. But if it's if a little United, bit of a stretch right now, we don't but have freedom. If
1: if you um, we don't have freedom. If uh, the press freedom in this country is the forty seventh.
2: Oh, okay, no, no. <laughs> okay, so I mean, you know, it's not even relative
1: right. freedom at that point. I mean, you're talking about the United States being, you know, a quarter of the way down the list of 170 or something countries. That's, that's pathetic, is what that is. Yeah. Um, For
2: a country that's prided itself or, you know, sure. I, I hate to say the country has done anything because the country just don't exist. Right, it's country. a figment of people's imagination, but... It's an idea. Yeah, so... But, I mean, for people in America, we were taught when we were growing up that, you know, at least the U.S. has a, has a free press. It's in the First Amendment. The freest country on encoded Earth. encoded in law. And-, and it may
1: very well have been at that time. I would be interested in knowing whether you're, you know, in yeah. the, the 1970s, if the United States was the freest country on Earth. And I think it might have been. But uh,
2: there are a lot of people who say that the you know, the U.S. is essentially coasting along on all of this economic success that it had when it really sure. was more of a free country. Well,
1: there's continuity and continuity yeah. is very important with businesses and with the uh, nations and that kind of thing. You know, this is where the money is. So, um, to some extent, that's where you're going to have. And money brings economic freedom. There's no doubt about it. But you know, the the the, the restrictions and have uh, you know the enforcement have been have cracked down throughout the years. And it's governments grow. Yeah, and the
2: frog is boiling in the governments pot.
1: Governments don't. You create can feel freedom. the heat cranking up day by day. Governments create tyranny. Yeah. So since the government has grown and it, you know it's employing all these new information technologies. You're going to have more tyranny. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Talk Live 855 453. This is a single toll free call in line. A live Super Bowl edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. (laughs) And Stephanie. 855 450 3733. I'm going to say Super Bowl every single segment of tonight's show.
2: All right, Mark. Just just One cause. of them you said the big game. Have to no, go... I've been
1: saying the big game, and then I'll say Super Bowl shortly thereafter. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little uh,
2: in-your-face to the whole intellectual property thing about the NFL. Yeah,
1: I'm sure that it's not a problem to, to say it on the media versus uh, using it in your, you know, come to our Super Bowl blowout sale. <laughs> you know, that would be something entirely different.
2: Yeah, we're not really selling anything. No. Yeah.
1: 855-450-3733, except an alternative to uh, watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stephanie, you've got a story on tanning beds that I want to get to here real quick, but if you're looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear, manventureoutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, everything that the outdoors person could possibly want, and they have them at rates that are stunningly low. That's their unique selling proposition. They'll get you the quality merchandise you want quickly and at a price that will be stunningly low compared to uh, what you're able to get uh, elsewhere on the Internet. Some prices are so low they can't even be mentioned on the air. They're uh, family-owned and operated, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. You can get 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from
2: manventureoutpost.com. That's coupon code FTL at manventureoutpost.com. So – OK, this is an interesting issue, you know, maybe not life or death, but maybe it could be argued that it is kind of life or death in a way. Uh, there are a number of cities recently who are basically planning to ban uh, tanning beds for people who are under 18 or just entirely or to somehow limit them. And, of course, we know that uh, one of the things I heard about the um The health care bill, the Obamacare legislation was Mm. that there was a tax, a federal tax on tanning beds put in there. Right. And if tanning beds were bad, why
1: would they just tax them? You know, I mean, why why not get rid of them?
2: Yeah, I guess that they want to use them as another way to make money. (laughs) So um, there's a number of places, um, Seattle, New York, uh, Australia, um, Vancouver, Denver, all these different cities uh, are kind of just have these news articles that are coming out in, in the most recent couple of days saying that they are considering banning this teen tanning or whatever and so I want to read one in particular that kind of highlights the issue I guess you could say okay it says uh, it's from Seattle Times uh, NW source.com by Stephanie Kim um, teenagers in Washington State would have to find that way uh, other ways to get that golden glow before prom they make it so cliche they make it like about these teenagers going to the prom and mm. you know
1: a lot of teenagers consider prom to be very
4: important
2: but some people t- Tanned for other reasons, you know. Uh, I think there's a reason. I, I think people um, are attracted to skin that maybe is like tanned or, or looks like it had some sun because that's the way we evolved, like in the sun most of the time. And it that's a speculation, but healthy it, to a certain extent.
1: I don't know that I concur with that. Um, I'm, let me let, let me posit something different. It may, it may be sociological. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, I've heard this. Uh, you know, post war uh, pre, war pre World War Two. That skin like fine porcelain was considered the, uh, the, 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 the pinnacle of what you could get, you know, so not going out in the sun.
2: Well, but if you go, yes, I agree with you there in like the Victorian era, but if you go back to like prehistory when we were doing most of our millions of years of evolution, I think that, but if, if so, then that would people... have been,
1: the Victorian would have been then contrary to what is then human nature. Yeah. If,
2: no if doubt. Cultural nature. influences have
1: a huge effect, but, but then with the guys in world war two, they go out, they get tanned by being on these boats and stuff subjected to, uh, you know, unprotected uh, to the sun. Mm-hmm. They get, uh, you know, darker skin that becomes for whatever reason, popular when they come back. And then you've got this sort of this tanning thing, uh, this more outdoorsy thing going on, uh, Post World War Two, so it well, could be. It's let's let's call it cultural, and uh, we can okay. we can agree then.
2: Sure, sure, we could call it cultural. But you know, there are some people who uh, who tan for reasons that are outside of cultural norms. Like um, some people have. Uh, Have severe um, psoriasis, which is a skin disease that causes like scaly, flaky, Mm -hmm. itchy skin spots and stuff. Yeah, we've all seen people with. Usually, they have it on like on like their elbows Elbows or knees. Good good place to look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, actually, so in people who have really severe forms of that, sometimes dermatologists will actually prescribe them like these U V B producing lights that will they yep. can put on their skin and it actually can help improve the disease. And so there are other reasons to tan. I, I think most people tan for looks or for I would think so. Or maybe to feel good, because in some places there isn't very strong sunlight in the winter, like yep. here in New Hampshire.
1: <laughs> I'm sure that some people do get a little emotional boost from tanning. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that.
2: Yep. I would say so too. Um
1: I don't you know, for me when I think about it, I don't think of tanning as a good idea. I'm not interested in doing that. No um, me you know, your skin is uh you know as you get older is going to you're going to look older uh, obviously and the more you tan the older you're going to look it's not a good it's not a good thing you're you're trading your youth for uh you know your old age and it's 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 a bad uh, it's bad it's bad as far as I'm concerned I got no interest in tanning but if somebody wants to do that I'm not going to stop them I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to legislate against them in the same way I wouldn't do with uh, cigarettes or, yeah. you know, drinking beer or whatever. I mean, I may I may disagree with their actions, but I'm not going to. Be, and how to much legislate is
2: how much is too much? Like if someone tans once a month in the winter only, yeah. is it really going to hurt them a lot in the long term? I wouldn't think Maybe so. Maybe not. Uh, you know, there are certainly people can abuse anything, yeah, right? Sure. Can. They can abuse food, soda, anything. Do you hear that music?
1: It is uh, not on the air.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) So, I mean, people can abuse... Anything that they that they want, you know, and I just wonder what alternatives people will seek if like tanning salons start to go out of business because they're taxed and banned and regulated. Sure I mean, they could just lay in the sun. They could well, they buy uh, use tanning these fake tanning sprays or that, whatever. Certainly
1: they'll do that. Um, I, I don't know if tanning beds are better or worse than the sun. I would say that they're probably about the same. But they also people can buy tanning beds and, you know, put them in their homes. Tanning Maybe beds
2: can be more intense than the sun. I mean, they because they, they, they're very close to the skin, okay. right? And uh, you know, there's some,
1: and then you won't have the, um, you know, I mean, I assume in tanning beds that they have 15 minutes for a certain amount of money. So you put it in, so you get a, you're automatically timed for how long you're in there. Yeah. So maybe you, if you buy one for the house, you'll be spending accidentally, you'll be spending 20 minutes or 25 minutes in yeah. when you would have otherwise only spent 15. So they. Or may you very get well to hurt your
2: eyes if you don't have the proper eye protection. You need and, to do that. Yeah, Absolutely. that's very important. So. I don't know. I think whenever the the general theme that I think a lot of people are familiar with about prohibition of anything is that when you prohibit something, oftentimes more dangerous emer- uh, alternatives emerge to yep. it and it goes underground. So I just wonder what's going to happen to tanning if it goes underground. Well,
1: there, there certainly are uh, unintended consequences all the time with prohibition and it makes one wonder yeah. what's going to happen. Now, in this case of cities uh, banning it, this Or states, yeah. what, What states?
2: A lot of different ones. This is about Washington' This article is about Washington State, but California has already banned it for um, people under eighteen, mm-hmm. uh, as, as I understand it. And then there's a, a bunch of other uh, cities and states: Vancouver, uh, Detroit, New York State, like a bunch of other places yeah. are just talking about so banning it.
1: When they' uh, you know, I was I heard a bunch of cities. You heard Denver in there, and I heard Vancouver. Yes, um,
2: it's a mix of cities and states.
1: So when cities do it, I don't think they're really accomplishing anything. Um, Because
2: people will just go next out of the city. They're only
1: really affecting the poor who might do something like that. Now, you know what what the poor are doing tanning. I I don't know what to say about that. But if somebody wants to, if somebody lives in Detroit or works in Detroit and they want to tan, you know they'll end up in Gross Point and they'll be tanning there. So it's you know they're only going to travel you know shortly out of the city to do what they want to do anyway if they want to do it badly enough. And I don't think that it's going to accomplish much of anything taxing it it's just an excuse come on i mean it's just yeah it's an just excuse. oh
2: naughty naughty we're mm. gonna punish you for some doing people this, don't sin. Like this so
1: we can <laughs> we can tax it <laughs> some people don't like this so we can tax it and then they use the uh, the ideas of uh, sort of you know economics saying that uh, well you people say that, uh, beh- that 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 price is so we're going to disincentivize people from doing this
2: and you know, then there's if- another consequence to this then the salons basically become like enforcers of checking people's ids yeah. and stuff like that and that there's free a labor. cost to them for that for sure Eight. so all around I, I don't know if it would accomplish its intended goals and probably might create a lot of unintended consequences 855-450-3733
1: five, 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 three, three, three. do you think uh, you know age restrictions on tanning beds is a good idea 855-450-free five, 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 on free talk live are you looking for camping hunting or shooting gear Live 855 453 It's a Sakel toll-free call-in line The live Super Bowl edition of Free Talk Live With Mark and Stephanie 855-450-3733 Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about That's one of the reasons we show up here every Seven nights a week and do a radio program So people can call in and talk about what they want to talk about Free Talk Live is live seven nights a week From 7pm to 10pm Eastern Time and you can get archives going back for the last five years completely free at archives.freetalklive.com. We make available to you, unlike just about every other radio program out there, certainly commercial radio program. Uh, we make our archives available to you for free because most of them want to charge you all kinds of money for, uh, you know, to be able to get on their podcast. I don't think they make available. I wouldn't know for certain, but I don't think they even make available to you archives. Archives.freetalklive.com. If you've been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys just cost too much, jurisdictionary.com is a course for you. It's a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. This is what you should have been taught in civics class back in high school, uh, because until you know all these rules, how to move the court and you know the proper ways to make objections on what grounds, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts, As a matter of fact, courts all around the world that uh, use the English common law system, so Canada, Australia, uh, India, the Bahamas – is it Bahamas? Certainly Bermuda. And um, you know it's jurisdictionary.com. They cost less than an hour with any good attorney. The four-CD course is so easy the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. They've got all kinds of free things on their websites, a free legal flow chart, free weekly tips and tactics newsletter, free legal dictionary, free videos – Buy the course, Jurisdictionary.com. When you do, remember to use the pull-down menu. When you check out, let them know you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. As a matter of fact, if you need to uh, get it quickly, they'll you know they send you the, the CD versions, but you'll get the uh, instant online access uh, at Jurisdictionary.com when you buy. Let's go to the phones and to the fun. Joshua in Oklahoma, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind?
6: Oh, well, first I wanted to thank Stephanie for not finding me disposable.
2: <laughs> I, I certainly don't find you or anyone disposable, Joshua. <laughs> thank you
6: so much.
2: <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> yeah.
6: and, and to hear it in such a mellifluous voice is especially nice.
2: She does have a
1: lovely voice. Um,
6: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, I wanted to call because um, Stephanie had said that there doesn't seem to be any place where you can be free or freer than what you're working on in new hampshire
1: joshua t- talk directly into the phone if you would
6: i asked the fellow if i had a sound problem he said it seemed okay better better
1: that's better much better worse much better
6: oh no? okay
1: i am keep the
6: microphone okay um yeah it the place does not exist yet it has to be built uh there's another frontier out there and, you know, part of the sports thing you were talking about earlier is because humanity has always been moving toward a frontier, at least European humanity. And when we don't have one, we fight. And lacking real mm-hmm. wars in the last couple hundred years, we've turned to vicarious fighting in team sports.
2: Vicarious and, fighting uh, in what? Team sports. We've
6: team taken to vicarious fighting in team sports. Does it
2: remind you of the gladiators at all, Joshua? Because some people uh, draw those parallels.
6: Only, no, only, only a little bit. Um, I see some differences in the mentality of the people in the ancient Mediterranean world and the primarily northern European types that we are. Uh, Our frustration and our need to really challenge ourselves will turn us inward against each other. And I think there's a little more of the vicarious, we took some fresh territory, which seems to be built into us. We've always been moving west.
1: Hmm.
6: Uh, And when we hit California, we kind of ran out of room.
1: Oh, well, there's always Alaska. Uh,
6: well, <laughs> well, there's always yeah, the sea, because,
2: is what Joshua is probably yes. about to say, right? Oh, I'm sure he is. Uh, <laughs> Joshua is the director
1: yeah. at uh, the the Erickson Council, ericksoncouncil.com. dot uh, com. Chairman. That means I don't get a vote unless okay. there's a tie. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know the specifics.
6: Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, the the uh, the sea is a frontier that we can tame it and make it livable, just like we did Europe and then the American West. You know, when we first moved into Europe, it was not livable. There were animals that were nastier than we were. And for us, we did not have the access to cut down. And we figured it out. Now,
1: Uh, give people the rundown real quick of what the Erickson Council is, because I've actually, I've got a live read to do here for you this evening, but, um, you know, you might as well, since we've got you on the phone, might as well talk about it. What is the Erickson Council? What's What's the goal?
6: The Erickson Council is a group of people who have come together to build floating homes, which will go anywhere in the world. There are three feet of water, including up rivers. They make all their own electricity and hot, cold, fresh water, and the larger ones have room on board for farm and garden, so they can actually make their own food for everybody on board.
1: And they make the the electricity how?
6: Uh, From the motion of the waves. Uh, Wave power is the cheapest form of electricity known to man. One inventor down in uh, one of the Guyanas in South America, I believe, he built one called the Wave Reaper. You can Google that word, Wave Reaper, and see diagrams of it. For twenty thousand dollars, he built one that made megawatts.
1: How many? How many megawatts?
6: Two megawatts, two million watts of power, constant, all there's, day and all night.
1: There's a lot of horsepower in your sort of one foot wave, right?
6: Yes, there is. Uh, horsepower is the amount of power it takes to raise five hundred and fifty pounds one foot in one second. So when you see a wave that's you know eight feet across and it rises up one foot in one second, you just watching the horsepower
1: in action. And that just keeps on coming and, all the time for free. I mean, there's, yeah, well, and
2: there must be yeah. a. I assume there there must be a generator or some way to store the electricity in case you're going up a river where there aren't like those waves. One foot waves on a big.
6: river. You would normally deploy a either a Gorlov turbine or a Savonius turbine, which is a small and inexpensive piece of equipment. You have as many of those aboard as you think you're going to need. You know, you'll look at a river and say, can I go up that river and keep my refrigerator cold and keep my lights on, or do I need to maybe save that for another trip when I've got a little more equipment? Mm-hmm. Just just sounds... like, you know, on the prairie, they had to look at a mountain and say, do I have enough horses to pull my wagon up that mountain, or should I stay in the valley?
1: Yeah, should I just stay here yeah. and grow fun? And people in Kansas that's...
6: did. <laughs> yeah. and, and That's how Denver was founded, I'm sure. They were on their way to Oregon. They got to the edge of the prairie. Dad saw how big that mountain was and said, we're here.
1: <laughs> I bet, I'll bet you're right <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm not eating anybody so I'm not going up there yeah, That's right <laughs> so, um, Now uh, you uh, know, I think that probably the first people when, when people hear about the, the idea of these uh, boats I, I know I happen to know they're made out of concrete that can make their own power grow in some cases grow their own food uh, purify their own water they can all grow their own make their own power and purify their own water people want to see one so What's you know? How does someone? How does one see one?
6: Well, you have to join the council and put up a cash stake in your own future and the work of that council and help us build one. The designs have been vetted by the top naval architect in the nation, and when I say the top, I mean when we started calling naval architects after we had finalized our design and thrown several designs in the trash, we sent them JPEGs of our sketches and then called them back. And said, okay, have you looked at what we're doing? They said, yes. We said, will it work? They said, yes. We said, can, do we need to make any changes? They said, no, you did it right. We said, can you do it? They said, no, you need Raj. And, well, who's Raj? And they gave us uh, Anil Raj. He runs uh, Technic Technology Associates, Inc. in New Orleans. He builds those hardworking boats like the oil tenders that I will see. not move three feet off station even in a hurricane. Mm-hmm
1: why well, how do they so do that? When... Pardon? How do they do that? How I have they... no idea. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. If you make a claim I mean... like that, somebody's gonna call you on it. I have no idea how they would you make would... a big boat. I
6: know you you would think uh but uh when three naval architecture firms in a row said, Yes it can be done, no we can't do it, you need Raj, mm-hmm. he called Raj. So these boats
1: are not the beautiful uh, boats that you might find in a flotilla. These are homes on the water.
6: Yes, and frankly, the smallest one is a little ugly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't care how ugly it is if I can uh, live on the water.
2: Sure, uh, I think many know, people would share that feeling. If, if yeah. you
1: if you join up, and uh, I know it's it's a thousand dollars to uh, to get on the council, and actually you put right. nine hundred of that into a uh, an escrow account where neither of you can touch it, um, so that you you know if you come if you deliver on what you say you're going to deliver on, it's only a hundred bucks that actually is is what one's paying on. So if you go and and you build the boat as you know as prescribed by the Erickson Council, you'll get this boat and it will be your home and it will be yours forever, or at least as long as it, right. it lasts. How long will it last?
6: Uh, we're aiming in our designs for 500 years. We're sure we can hit 100 with minimal maintenance. Uh, the, the 100 might be mechanisms. doable.
1: <laughs> 500 seems like wow. a really long time.
6: Well, the, the oldest rock boats ever built, uh, about 160 years old, I believe two of those are still afloat. And the only ones that aren't afloat anymore uh, they didn't spring a leak at sink. Somebody got tired of them and used a hydraulic ramp to break them up.
2: Hmm. Wow,
1: Joshua, will you hold on for um, here with me? Uh, uh, sure. Yeah, we're going to go yeah. through uh, top of the hour here. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free talk live. SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on Free Talk Live. Check out freetalklive.com where we have have the ability for you to link to, to stories, blog posts, videos, whatever you want to link to. And people will vote them up, vote them down, your stories. Uh, you can vote other people's up, vote them down. It's a uh, one big voting community over there. Lots and lots of eyes hit uh, freetalklive.com. So if you've got something that uh, you think's important, share it. It's freetalklive.com. We have, uh, in the last segment, Joshua, the uh, chairman of... The Erickson Council called in and uh, we were chatting about the uh, exciting idea of life yachts and, you know, pitching a couple of a couple of uh, hard balls here at Joshua. Um, So, Joshua, we were uh, we were talking about where were we on this? So we were talking about the life yachts and um, how one could get involved.
6: Uh, Yes. Well, we, we went past that to longevity. You want to go back to how people get involved?
1: What's that? Oh, you were talking about longevity. How long? And you were saying that uh, the, the the oldest uh, concrete boats, some of them are still um, in use, 140 years later.
6: That's right. That's right. They're still up and floating. Uh, rock doesn't come apart. You know, steel can rust through, uh, but concrete, properly put together with the you know the steel reinforcement inside and everything, uh, their natural lifespan isn't really known if they're built right. Because eventually, they just get broken up they people get tired of having them around they don't want to put the money in to put a new deck house on or whatever it may need that we would, mm-hmm. and they say, yeah, let 's just get rid of it
1: right. but it still floats it's but, still a concrete bowl
6: yeah yeah it, it's yeah, and they have to break it up with a hydraulic ram, and they have to pay for that.
1: So, um, now, the Erickson Council is, what, a division of the Sea Lions, and originally you came up with the Sea Lions as a way for uh, Christians to find some level of uh, freedom, is that right?
6: That is correct. We want to send out Christian missionaries who do not require cash support from home, and we want to make that available to anybody who wants to go, because dealing with missions boards and religious organizations uh, is time-consuming and sometimes a headache. And sometimes they have kind of artificial requirements that really have nothing to do with whether we will actually go and represent God in a good fashion.
1: Now there um, are—you've so. got different divisions. You've got the, the terraformers, uh, which is a, a crew of people that are going that you know. You have this vision of people wanting to uh, say clean the world's oceans of that like those uh, you know those those plastic messes of islands or things that are out in the middle of the yep. Pacific, and. Yep. Um, also the you know the different people with different sort of missions with these boats. And the Erickson Council is kind of like the well, – you describe it. The what? It's the, it's the incubator. How's, and how's that?
6: Well, when you join the Erickson Council, you have some vision of what you would do with your life if you weren't spending all your time earning money. And you know, money matters. You'll still spend some amount of time, but probably in something more like international trade because you'll be moving around and it's easy when you do that. Uh, But, you know, let's say, you say, well, I want to spend 10 years, you know, cleaning up the ocean six months out of the year, and I'll spend six months doing something else. Well, then you would hook up with others who think the same way, and you uh, join the Terraformers, and we will, well, actually, you would become the Terraformers. We don't have anybody yet who has stepped up and taken the lead and said, I will take over and and pour my heart into leading this group. Uh, We have huge jobs that need done. We know that we can do them with only a few hundred ships, with a few hundred families living on those ships. You're doing these jobs. You're not separate from your family. You have them with you. Uh, And then we know some ways that they can be done. We know that we can oxygenate the Baltic. We know that we can oxygenate uh, the Black Sea. Uh, We know that we can clean the garbage out of the ocean. If we have even... Oh, I forget the exact numbers. Don't quote me, but I, I think it's if we have 300 ships... With a hundred foot boom on each side, scooping the plastic out with nets. And they move at four miles an hour, and they're only on station six months out of the year. We'll clean the North Pacific gyre in 50 years.
4: It's, it's a lot of work.
1: Um, now, well, you know, and these different projects, I, I know when uh, humans put their minds to things, they can get things done and that kind of thing. But I think a lot of people listen to the, uh, the advertisements for the life yachts and they say to themselves, look, I don't want to be involved in any of this stuff. I'm not interested in doing missions. I'm not interested in cleaning the ocean. I'm interested in having a life yacht. What do you say to that person?
6: Those people fall into a category and kind of a loose group. One category would be the freeholders, and these are people who commit to one another to watch each other's backs. And they do not form a government. They are the government. They have an agreement between them that they sign, and that's how they handle all their business. Okay. The loose group is just people we call independents. They just want a light yacht, so they come. They put in the time and effort necessary. Uh, and the rule is, you're going to build three to get one. Okay. So the smallest one that our estimate is it will take 800 man hours to build it. Uh, you're going to put in 2,400 man hours, and then you get one.
1: And so, how long would it take? Well, Twenty four hundred man hours. I I don't have my calculator on me. How long does that take for? Uh, like let's say, let's say a couple shows up, um, a young couple shows uh-huh. up. They want their own uh, the, the little life yacht. Twenty four hundred man hours. They both, uh, you know, they they sign up to do the work. How long is it going to take them? That's about eight months and forty hour weeks. So, um, you know, and the
2: portion of time
1: and yeah, yeah it's, yeah, yeah. You're, it's a commitment. There's no doubt. I mean, it's, it's a smaller commitment oh, yeah. than the military though. Lots
2: of people to sign
1: up to that. For, <laughs> they're going to get a heck of a lot less.
2: Well, and you, and you get a place to live, right? That's, so that's, that's the idea. Yeah. So I have, a, right. I do have one question I'd like to ask you, Joshua. I mean, I, I have some concerns that, you know, for people who are not religious or maybe, uh, not in line with some of those ideas, like the fact that the Sea Lions Council is kind of um, overarching the Erickson's Council, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I kind of just wonder, is it is it really no strings attached when it comes to the religious stuff?
6: Well, uh, we are going to insist on a slightly straight-laced decency, okay? I don't want Biff and Sparky making out in public while we're all trying to uh, build our life yachts. Okay. And there, there's some things I don't want to see, and I have a right to not see. Okay? Uh, okay? But, no, the Erickson Council is a secular outfit. We're we're going to place the Sea Lions Academy in the same general location just to get the economies of scale while we're all building. But they're completely separate, and, you know, we'll have them, you know, wearing their uniforms and stepping or whatever kind of a cult we decide to turn it into. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, completely separate from everybody else. Everybody else is just getting up in the morning, tending to the plants and animals, kitchen work, and then going to work on on building ships or teaching school, you know, we'll have families and kids there. Uh, And they live on their own life yachts, which we park right there in the river. We build all this on floating dry docks specifically so that if there's real trouble, political trouble of some sort, we can pack up and leave.
2: And uh, do you have any? I'm just curious if you if you if you can't say this, then don't say it. But I'm just curious if you have a site in mind where the building might be starting.
6: No, the council the council has to choose that by democratic vote. Okay, so a lot of people. You know, would be I, I personally favor the Philippines, but nobody else on the council does. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I only get a vote if there's a tie. So if the choice is uh, a an abandoned marina in southern Illinois on the Mississippi River, and uh, another marina on. The Ohio River, you know, and there's a tie. I get to vote between those two, but I can't say
1: hi. You live with one of the Philippines. What they have to—they have to choose it. A lot of people are They're concerned money. with with pirates. Um, you know, going out on the open ocean, they don't have the protection of the police.
2: I think some people would think of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What would um, oh. you know? I mean, you know, the pi- pirates are a very real problem in, in certain areas of the world.
6: Well, like Mister Miyagi taught us, don't be there.
1: That's a, good, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs>
6: sir. But, you know, to <laughs> number, some extent, two. <laughs> you can only walk
1: away from trouble when you can.
6: I know. Well, that's, that's part of the point of having a life yacht is when there's trouble, you know, you may not know where you can go. that's going to be safe. You can't leave where you are. Uh, but, no, um, pirates, uh, these ships are capable of mounting real weaponry. Everything I've seen that those pirates have is um, small-scale stuff. It's something that, with even a little bit of ingenuity, you can outfit your life yacht so that when you enter a foreign harbor, the customs inspector will not even recognize it as a weapon, and you can ice that pirate
1: from a mile away. Okay. I just want to make sure that – because I know people people, t- – I've had questions asked me about uh, weaponry on these boats. I don't want to get into the, too many of the specifics. I just want people to understand that oh. uh, it's been thought about. Joshua, real quick, um, let folks know where they can find out more about the and Council, how they can sign up.
6: EricksonCouncil.org. And like I said, this one's completely secular. We set it up because people wanted a secular environment.
1: And yeah. uh, they can call you with any questions, and your number's right there on the website.
6: That's right, right there, 918 613
1: 4090. Yep. EricksonCouncil.org on Free Talk Live. free talk live 855-453 sacral toll free call online 855-450-3733 you can call in talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live super bowl edition of free talk live it's mark with you and stephanie 855-450-3733. 855-450-3733. Joshua was uh, just talking about uh, the the uh, his Erickson Council, and uh, you know this is a, a kind of an extreme form of prepping. If you want to do a little, say, less extreme form of prepping, how about? WiseFoodStorage.com. You can get a couple of weeks or a couple of months worth of food that you can uh, store in your garage, or your basement. Uh, great tasting food. They have all different kinds of uh, meals there. They're in metal mylar pouches that you can prepare in just minutes by simply adding water. Right in the pouch, they come in plastic totes that are convenient to stack up. They're you know, pest resistant as a result. This is the way they make it easy for you to you know, have the meals you need to have in an uh, emergency, whether it's uh, a natural disaster of some sort. There's uh, snow getting dumped all over the western side of the United States right now and uh, around the world with food shortages, unemployment, inflation, whatever it might be. You can get a free entree sample. Try out wisefoodstorage.com before you buy because, you know, it's a good idea. You go to wisefoodstorage.com or call 855-FOODWISE. When you do buy, and I recommend you do buy, have this kind of assurance for your family, you can use coupon code FTL to get free shipping on any order. So it's 855-FOODWISE or uh, wisefoodstorage.com. 855-FOODWISE, wisefoodstorage.com. Stephanie, you uh, had an article and it slipped my mind. What is it?
2: This is quite interesting, actually. Um, it recalls. It reminds me of. Uh, you remember back a couple of years ago when there was a cartoon that depicted the prophet, you know, Muhammad. That you know, is yeah, you're not m- supposed to
1: draw pictures of Muhammad Muslims.
2: At all. Consider him a prophet, right? And and then somebody drew a picture of him, and mm. the Muslim world was like up in arms about it. And right? I'm
1: curious about this because you're not supposed to depict Muhammad, but The Muslims have all different prophets, and I've never heard that Muhammad is any different than any of the other prophets. And Christians portray Jesus, they portray you know, every other one of these prophets that the Muslims talk about. Mm. They don't seem to want to start a fatwa over the depiction of any of the other prophets, only Muhammad.
2: Well, there's a lot of, there are a lot of things to me that don't make any sense about religion. (laughs) It's very irrational. Uh, But so this article says, the headline is, Controversial Artist Depicts Obama Trampling the Constitution. Now, I think there are some people out there who almost regard the Constitution as a religious document. I mean, like they really get into worshiping it uh, or or it just means something very significant to them. Maybe that's the better way to say it is Mm -hmm. just that they, you know, it holds a special meaning for them. And so there, there's a painting that's sort of, uh, going against this idea or challenging it and people are pretty upset. So this is from a CBS local Las Vegas by Peter V Milo. Um, in front of the White House, a man is sitting on a park bench in the throes of depression. He is surrounded by all 43 presidents. In the forefront, purposely ignoring the depressed man, is President Obama, whose right foot is stepping on the Constitution. Okay. James Madison is next to Obama, pleading with him to stop. All right. The tableau is called The Forgotten James Man. James
1: Madison was such a uh, defender of, uh, of people's uh, you know, natural rights. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I know. Some people think of him that way, some people don't. <laughs> certainly,
1: uh, like, you know, I I certainly would take James Madison over in any of the presents we've had um in my, in my lifetime. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. Uh the t- the tableau is called The Forgotten Man, a painting by John McNaughton, an artist who is known for his politically charged work. The painting, which uses objects such as discarded dollar bills as symbols and scraps of paper with individual constitutional amendments scrawled on them, Mm -hmm. has been making the rounds across the Internet. It was initially released in 2010 and has resurfaced, causing a stir when it appeared for a caption contest on Rachel Maddow's blog from MSNBC. Mm -hmm. The responses have ranged from sarcastic, we'll trade you this peasant for that constitution, we'll even throw in the bench, to Photoshop works of art. McNaughton released an accompanying YouTube video for his painting. The video shows him painting the piece with a soundtrack that emulates a movie trailer. For a long time, I didn't know if I wanted to paint this picture because I worried it might be too controversial, he explains in a voiceover. This man on the park bench, bench represents every man, woman, and child who is an American. He hopes to find the American dream of happiness and prosperity, but now because of unconstitutional acts imposed by the American people by, by our government, maybe it mean he means imposed on the American people by our government, we stand on the precipice of disasters, he added. Uh, then he explained uh, his position behind the painting. I don't place all the blame on Obama, my website. I try to explain what each president has done. The thing I like about the painting is that, that, that it that's, does that's, get people talking.
1: Yeah, that's the first thing I want to say is I think the Democrats and uh, lefties have a valid critique when they suggest that uh, people people, and you know, mostly the, the loud ones, meaning the, the righties at that point, um, are – unfair in their they, they tend to be they, they get all bent out of shape when democrats violate the constitution but they you know there's there's not much to be said about uh, of the lack of freedom when republicans do it um, mm-hmm. You know, George Bush, there are people, Republicans riding around right now with bumper stickers that have a picture of George Bush that say, miss me yet. No, no, mofo. (laughs) I do not
4: miss you. I am glad you're
1: gone. (laughs) And, um, you know, same with Obama. I'll be glad when he's gone. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter what their party is. They ratchet up the police state every single time. They push the boundaries of the office and grow their power more and more. So I think that it is correct. That uh, you know, people tend to be all concerned about our constitutional rights and our freedoms when Democrats are, have the uh, the top office, but when Republicans do, then eh, it's just, you know no, it's yeah, it's just those lefties hollering out from the outfield. You know, who cares what they have to say? I think that that's a valid critique.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it, he. One of the most interesting things I think about this painting is that he says he doesn't place all the blame on Obama and that it was like every president that has helped... Have a hand in destroying the Constitution. Of course,
1: Obama was the one standing on the Constitution.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I mean, and that's kind of striking because uh, a lot of people thought of him, at least in 2008, when he was running, as somebody who was like great on civil liberties and who was going to protect them and was going to like reverse the Patriot Act and close down Guantanamo Bay and, mm-hmm. and you government know, transparency. Hasn't done any for of me, that.
1: Yeah. F- the, you know, the the promise of government transparency and the uh, suggestion that there was he was going to get us out of Iraq. He didn't want to get the United States out of Iraq. Yeah. I mean, he was basically forced out by the Iraqi government that wanted to hold the United States yeah. <laughs> uh, military members responsible for their actions on Iraqi on Iraqi soil and he's like, "Oh no, we can't have that. We'll just send in a bunch of uh of
2: contractors." I and mean, And then the P- and then they kind of promoted it as though they had gotten out right, of sure. Iraq, it's but they really had spin. like thousands of troops still there. Right. <laughs> and plus all the private contractors. So Yeah.
1: And, you know, a lot of people thought that he was going to get out of uh, Afghanistan. It looks like they're winding. At this point, they're suggesting the wind down of Afghanistan. But to some extent, I think that this is just political. Yeah, I really do. I yeah. feel like for three years this guy's in, and he ran a war machine as heavily as you can run it. And then prior to the election, he has to paint himself as a uh, you know the the pro peace guy because it looks like Romney's going to go in and protect America first. America is America for Americans. You know, I was listening to his uh, acceptance oh, speech from.
2: I'm so sorry uh, from uh,
1: the Nevada caucuses, and I mean, it was just it was almost a parody of a politician.
2: Yeah, they they seem to say a lot without. I mean, they talk a lot without saying much, right? <laughs> so,
1: people who want a reasonable form and policy that doesn't rely on nation building, wh- who are they going to vote for in two thousand November two thousand twelve? You know, who you, lo- yeah. who you left with? That's Obama's positioning himself to be the only choice for those
2: people. So, do you think this is libertarian art, Mark?
1: Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. We'll see. We'll see what other people think. Eight five five four five zero free. Free Talk Live 855 453 60 Toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the uh, Super Bowl edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. So go check out freetalklive.com. Uh. <laughs> What's that? Uh. Oh. Well, you know, the, everybody's out there enjoying their Super Bowl fun. We're uh, bringing a live program to you. You've got all kinds of ways that you could listen to uh, Free Talk Live whether it's the live streams, if you're listening right now on the internet at uh, listen.freetalklive.com, you can get to the live streams, or the more than 100 great radio stations that carry us, uh, XM, free-to-air satellites, the webcam at cam.freetalklive.com, and the listen lines. You can listen on any phone. Uh, that can, you, you know, If you can make a long-distance phone call, uh, I assume you can do it for free, but the charges will apply. Uh, you can get the numbers at listen.freetalklive.com. Stephanie, do we have any more on this uh, this article that you were reading here? The uh, that, you that's pretty the, much it. You'd ask the question as to whether or not I think that this is libertarian art, and go ahead and describe the uh, picture again.
2: Uh, it was a painting uh, by an artist of of uh, basically all forty three presidents are standing in front of the White House, and there's a man on a, sitting on a bench in front in the foreground and he's looking very depressed and also in the foreground is obama with his foot on the constitution and there are like little scraps of the constitution littered around with amendments written on them and stuff Mm -hmm. and dollar bills and uh james madison is uh behind obama like kind of pleading with him to stop well what do the other presidents look like i mean how does some of them are applauding and some of them are kind of like hey what are you doing okay yeah so maybe he is making a statement about certain presidents that he thinks are worse on civil liberties okay yeah, you know I don't think that
1: this is. Um, li- do I think it's libertarian art? I will call it under the greater uh, you know umbrella of libertarianism. I think that I, I, I'm a big tent libertarian. If, okay. uh, if one wants to use the term libertarian uh, to describe me, I, I think it's a um, it's a misleading term.
2: Okay, what do you prefer?
1: For me, uh-huh. I don't use a term. I mean, I, I I'm a Quaker. Um, okay. I don't I don't have a term to describe myself politically because I don't.
2: Would you say freedom lover or liberty? Oriented? I don't mind
1: any of those. I'm very interested in people having um, you know human liberty. I think that's important. Okay. I'm uh, against uh, slavery, and I think that it uh, exists in many different uh, fashions in in today's uh, um, society. Mm-hmm. But um, you know. I think that, yeah, this fits under that it's it 's a question of how is the Constitution being treated yeah, um but i don 't consider the Constitution to be the end all be all of freedom.
2: no neither do I, and actually, I kind of am sympathetic to what Lysander Spooner said about it, which was that it has uh you know either been powerless to prevent all these civil liberties violations that have mm-hmm. happened, or and that was in
1: eighteen seventy
2: yeah, or enabled them, and I think that 's quite true. Yeah. And it, that was very, uh, very insightful for someone who was ba- you know, living back in those times before the Patriot Act and the TSA and the 9/11 and everything. Many
1: people would say that the Constitution hasn't failed us. Yeah, we've failed it.
2: Oh, I think that's not accurate because and since
1: the constitution is a construction of man i don't see how we could fail it, it well would we have to didn't be do anything it right. was a
2: you know 250 years ago that or more that people wrote it i Not mean quite, yeah. yeah yeah it's it's, it's well, been quite math been is some off time. <laughs> regardless the point
1: 200 plus years of the constitution uh, right. it was uh, written in so it was 1789 yeah and i uh, was it adopted then
2: 1788 and then uh, the bill, bill of rights came along a little later i don't know um but I, well, you know- some people, there are these, you know, these people who express the sentiment that like people are asleep or they're sheeple or mm-hmm. something like that. And by the way, I don't think that makes people very sympathetic to your outreach when you call them names and say that they're sleeping and stuff. So maybe a better, maybe a, a different tactic would be more effective at reaching out to people. But I don't regardless, know. they'll say stuff like, well, people are asleep slash sheeple slash Mm -hmm. not paying attention and they've allowed the government to run amok and you know people are supposed to rein the government in but you know if you really think about how one would go about doing that it's really difficult because we're losing all the checks and balances that we're supposed to have that are like the ways that we're supposed to be able to rein in the government you You know know, even (laughs) voting is like unreliable it's like you only have yeah, you know, there's only so much you can do, and it takes a lot of time and effort usually to do that. And I think that
1: I think that humans need some type of government, whether that government comes from the inside of themselves, because I it essentially first off you you govern yourself before anybody else governs you, you govern yourself. But I also think that um, because we have this sort of monopoly, the governments provide customer service to people, and the, because we have this monopolistic state that it demands to be the only form of government in a given geographic area or whatever. It demands compliance, rather than you being able to to choose government of a... Can I
2: just ask a clarifying question? I mean, you said customer service, governments provide customer Mm -hmm. service. I I don't think what they do is customer service, because you don't have a choice whether to be their customer, but is that what... what you meant essentially well, what I mean or,
1: is um we have all kinds of governing uh, documents out there uh, for instance my fire like insurance bylaws that, or yeah of a company or contracts things like that yeah okay um you know these documents you sign they govern your behavior and you know the organizations with which you deal are t- to some extent governments you govern them too but um
2: i think that's um stretching the definition of governments like some people would say that the only definition of a government, if you look at it in strict terms, is mm. a monopoly on vi- on the use of force, right?
1: Well, a gov- then if the only definition of governor is a person who administrates that, then what is the thing on an engine that keeps it from going too fast? A, a, a government well, it- is something that provides restriction. And I think that you would agree that humans' behavior needs to be restricted. Would you not?
2: Um, I don't know if I would.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. So you think that people should be able to kill indiscriminately?
2: No, and there's no way that then people you would want to restrict that. Behavior? There are natural consequences to behavior. I don't know if I would. What's the natural consequence? Be able consequence? to restrict it. Obviously, people try to restrict others from killing now, but killings still happen, I mean, what right? Are so, the,
1: what are the res- what are the natural restrictions to killing?
2: W- like increased violence in society. I mean, I don't think that murderers care much. You're gonna about You're going to lose that. somebody. I mean, murderers you know. don't
1: care about increased violence in society. Um, the 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 answer is that if you kill somebody, somebody's going to come kill you. Right, I mean, that's yeah. You like. could sure, and, sure. And that's just a governing behavior. That's just someone claiming the monopoly privilege on so the what, use of what, violence. So, how person. do
2: you differentiate a coercive government from a what, government that claims what you're defining a as a government?
1: Governments today tend to claim monopolies in given geographic areas on the use of force and okay. the behaviors of government. Yeah. I think that if governments competed for people's behavior, just like you're talking about, you know, your car insurance plan, you get superior customer service out of insurance agencies because they compete. I'm not saying insurance agencies are perfect, but I
2: would be willing to say that they're probably more efficient than governments. <laughs> um, and- well, yes, but in that sense, I don't know. I, I. I tend to get feel confused when people use the term government to mean things that I don't understand it to mean, you know, like essentially ruling or restricting behavior and not necessarily in a monopolistic sense. Does that make sense? Yes. Like when you say that an insurance company is a government, that's not how I think of the word government. And so sometimes it's hard for me to, to follow those conversations. So could we say coercive government maybe when we're talking about this? I usually use the, the term
1: monopolistic government when I'm talking about the state Okay. Um, and and that's because they claim for themselves that uh, particular aspect. And, you know the so constitution it, is a monopolist is, is a document that claims a monopoly on the use of as a matter of fact it increased the level of government from the articles of confederation yes yes it um, did. i'm glad you brought us back effect, to
2: this original topic in effect I had previously a bunch of stuff that i was <laughs> gonna say about tangents but yeah go, go on so
1: um you know i mean that's that's why i'm not a the, the biggest fan in the world of the constitution i feel that uh, you know I, I i certainly believe that people who are interested in the Constitution, the government operating by the Constitution, believe that if we're going to have a Constitution and and a government, that it should uh, stick with its, um, you know, the the rule book. I mean, this is the rule book for how this government's supposed to operate, and it doesn't operate anything like the rule book says it's supposed to. Right. It runs on the second set of books, and I I find that very disturbing. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, I mean, this used to be where I was in the, uh, the, the conversation about government is the government should stick by the Constitution. But- you know, I've come to the conclusion that uh, the government governments aren't they are do always going to grow past their, <laughs> their governing documents if they don't have something to keep them in check. And I don't think that people are very good at keeping them in check. We don't see much evidence that the people can keep the government in check. Yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not interested in watering the uh, tree of liberty with my blood. Thanks. No. I'd like to just have the, the if, if the tree of liberty is a like monopolistic people, too. I just it. want to pull it up by its roots. Eight, five, five, four, five, zero. 3733
4: Free Talk Live.
1: Talk live eight fifty five four fifty three. This is a single toll free call in line. We might be able to slide you in here in the last segment of uh, the live Super Bowl edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. <laughs> it's Stephanie. I hear that one group of millionaires is slightly over another group of millionaires, and there's uh, about eleven, uh, about a minute left to go, and you know, then so we're going to set some cars on fire. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. I'm not asking anybody to set any cars on fire. Only making a prediction that this could happen.
2: Hey, what's a worst night for driving? Is it New Year's Eve or the Super Bowl or New Year's, maybe early New Year's morning? I wouldn't be able to say.
1: Yeah. I try to stay off the road um, in those, you know, those time frames, but I've got to drive home now. You know, it's uh, 10 Same o'clock here. and uh, the Super Bowl is just getting done. I don't know whether... Usually people that have been drinking tend to stay on site for a little while. It's not like they're going to say, oh, the game's over. Let's... Check a fifth and drink it while we go home. You know, more than likely they'll sit around and commensurate <laughs> Yeah, door, but they got work tomorrow, right? Uh, could be. Yeah. 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 I don't
2: know. I don't I, know. I feel a little worried. About driving home tonight, but I, I think that it's hopefully you know, we'll make one, it in one piece. You need to
1: be careful out there on the road. There's no doubt about it. There's there could be a drunk driver out any
2: night that you drive home. Absolutely. And yeah, you need to keep and uh, driving is one of the most dangerous activities, you know, or, or well, piloting compared a, to the things that people are afraid of. Let's just say it that way. A lot of people are af- afraid of plane crashes, but statistically, it's way more likely that you would get into a car crash than car, a plane car, crash. Yeah, car crashes are,
1: they're killers. There's no doubt. You're the pilot of a uh, 22 or a two um, 2 ton guided missile. Yeah. And, people
2: um, are afraid of terrorism. And actually, it's more, I heard I saw a statistic a while back saying it's more likely that you will be killed by a police officer if you're an American citizen than a terrorist, like eight times more likely or something like that. I I wonder where they uh,
1: draw. Yeah, I I bet that's true. You know, here's another statistic that I thought was, uh, you know, talking about this was interesting is uh, we were talking about government in the last segment. And if if you look at the uh, the democide numbers out there, you know, what is the killer of humans in the last century? Government killed more people than any other single cause oh, yeah. in the last century. Yeah. And people don't understand this. They, they you know, they, they, we must have this. And it's kind of like. And I, like I say, I'm not willing to say that we don't need some kind of governance. I think that humans do need some kind of governance. But I think that the form of that organization needs to evolve and it, it it's going to be very difficult for it to evolve in the situation that we have where we have these large – especially with the United States, a large, relatively well-run um, monopolistic organization that can, can – commands the monopoly privilege and the use of violence in a given geographic area. That doesn't sound like the formula for competition and customer service to me.
2: I'd like to evolve away from the notion that human beings can or should rule one another in any sense. I
1: think that, you know, if, if human beings there they're going to have to be standards for people to oper- – in which people operate if people are going to be together. And we are a gregarious bunch. You don't see – it. The people that live on their own without any human contact are generally considered nuts. So the vast <laughs> majority of us who do live in groups have to have standards for which we deal with each other. And if you're going to have standards, you need to have uh, you know, ways to deal with people that deviate from those standards. And you know, essentially the organizations that handle people that deviate from those, uh, those standards are called governments. That's that
2: one could argue that they don't handle them. You could or they do you, don't handle them well. <laughs> I, I,
1: I think that I think that it would be uh, I think it'd be fallacious to say that, uh, you know, say a policing organization just by its very existence does not cut down on crime. Just the very fact that a policing organization might come along prevents some people from committing crimes.
2: Yeah, uh, although it does nothing to address the root causes of crime and this you know so-called justice system that we have in this does. country nope. really doesn't do anything to restitute victims it's nope. all about just you that know, doesn't mean that it doesn't prevent people. a certain
1: amount of crime and that's what people want they want their you know it could
2: want... but does it prevent all crime no no
1: absolutely no. not. I mean, you know you uh you put safeguards up um in order to it looks like we got a call coming in on the uh the amp line and i guess we'll just take it unscreened here yeah. you're on free talk live what's on your mind
7: Hey, Mark. Stephanie, this is uh, Kelvin in Colorado. Hey, Kelvin. Hi, Kelvin. Uh, hey, uh, I was just looking at uh, Freaking and I uh, saw this thing about this Bearcat assault vehicle. Or uh, that would be
2: FreakyIan dot com, which is Ian's website. Yep. Yep.
7: Yes, and I I uh, seem to remember it was. This thing is paid for by the Department of Homeland Security. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, and they they, they hand give grants to, the to towns. The federal government, uh, Homeland Security, gives grants uh, to towns. And apparently, somebody thought that Keene needed one of these assault vehicles, and they got a Homeland Security yeah, grant for it. This thing is it.
1: basically a souped up armored truck, like uh, the bank trucks, you mm-hmm. know. Um I mean this is basically what it is is uh you know it's it's imagine a uh, sort of aggressive uh you know in case the
2: zombie truck. apocalypse happens at punk- Pumpkin Fest. <laughs> right. then we'll have
1: this so what are your thoughts <laughs> yeah, on it, Kelvin? And, I did go and watch
7: the uh the video and it was uh, pretty militaristic. Uh, I'm just wondering what does uh a homeland security have to do with a bear cat in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, population 22,000. Well, so, homeland so. security
1: is about keeping the homeland secure, their, their fatherland secure, and so therefore they're putting together grants for communities of certain size to be able to uh, have uh, you know, certain types of vehicles. got to have these things spread around. What better way than to put them in the purview of the local governing organizations? So uh, Keene got a grant to get a, a free tank, and uh, they're going to take it, and they're only going to use it to rescue people. I, I saw
7: that. That was uh, interesting. Uh, fallen police officers, it looked like. But uh, And I really like how it, it can punch the hole in the wall and inject gas into the house. And
1: uh, Very impressive. Yeah, that's uh, that's oh. how we rescue people here. We gas them first.
7: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Scary uh, stuff.
7: Any, anyway, it almost looks like it's a little bit more about the suppressing possibly uh, increased civil disobedience or... Uh, you, know, people, yeah. you uh, could certainly look at it that way. That. If, if somebody doesn't moment. think, if, this,
1: if somebody is foolish enough to think that this thing is being purchased for uh, the protection of citizens, yeah. for rescuing people
2: from I, rogue pumpkins, they're I gonna- mean.
1: Good Lord. They're going to snipe
2: at the pumpkins. <laughs> it's,
1: it just yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. They were talking no. about the floods as if this thing's a boat. I mean, you know. Wow.
2: <laughs> there, I'm sure some... they love to have a new toy to play with, you
1: Sure, know, the police departments. They absolutely would. And I can tell you, being a part of my fire department, they love their toys. We love our toys. Um, there's no doubt about it. But, it, you know, when you're talking about a vehicle like this, it's it's almost it's a militaristic vehicle if it's a militaristic vehicle what who's who's the good guys and who's the bad guys
2: yeah and and not to mention you know it's bad enough when your tax money is taken and used to fund something that you may disagree with or think is administered inefficiently like food stamps or something like that but it's even it's twice as bad when it's used to pay for something like this right like people are forced to pay for this and some people may regard it and do because they write about it as a killing machine and they that's supposed to be used on american citizens right i mean yeah. it just it seems to add an in, insult to injury
1: it's just another way to plus, spend money go ahead kelvin
7: uh, plus we don't have the the money to be thrown around for stuff like this you know we're in a a, a budgetary crisis
1: now, uh, Newt, so. Gingrich a, Newt Gingrich says that he 's not Newt Gingrich says he 's not an austerity president he 's going to grow our way out of this that the, he doesn 't oh. need see any reason to cut the size of government that he just wants to grow the size of the uh, the marketplace He says a lot of things yeah <laughs> i to so far. Right. And this really just this is what these people mean. They have no intention of getting rid of or, uh, you know, these these tyrannical things like the Bearcat. They have no intention of increasing your liberty, not the Republican not the Democrat, unless the Republican is Ron Paul, who I would say that to argue, there's arguably he's going to increase some level of liberty. I'm not. I'm not claiming for a second that he's the uh, the, the 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 liberty Jesus or anything like that. But I think that he would, he would take <laughs> some steps um, in order to decrease the size of the uh, the the federal government, which you know I consider to be a good thing.
7: Uh, I'm going to the caucus. Uh, Tuesday night,
2: hopefully going to be a delegate and do what I can to connected. get Dr. Paul in there. Uh, good that night, everyone. Ways. Connected. We're connected. <laughs> because we're connected. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that, is that on your side, Calvin, is a robot. or
7: is side? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm completely unaware of whatever just happened. Okay,
1: there was some, some little voice came on and said, connected. Um, <laughs> so you're going to go to the caucus. Okay. What does it take to be a delegate there in Colorado? Uh,
7: you have to be a member of the Republican Party, and you go to the caucus, and you have to be nominated and voted on by the people that showed up from your precinct, and then you're a delegate. But then you go on to the county, and then from the county you go to the something else, and it's
1: amazingly convoluted. Oh, yes, it is. Sounds very involved. Well, thanks for doing it, and, uh, you know, keep us updated. 855-450-3733. Thanks, Kelvin. Uh, Why am I giving the number? We're out of here. Yeah, Uh, we're done. (laughs)
2: See you next week.
1: (laughs) Check out Free Talk Live in the meantime. Enjoy all the stuff we've got.